Hare Krishna, welcome to this first episode of AMA Mondays, which is Ask Me Anything Mondays, AMAM. So, we are more than uh, happy to be uh, able to answer your questions in this episode and we will try our best. So, first of all, we will offer our prayers. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanat Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Melitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupah Kadamahyam Dadatisva Padantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha he Krishna Karuna Sindho, Dinabandho Jagatpate, Gopesha Gopika Kantaradha Kantanamostute, Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari, Vrishabhanu Sute Devi, Pranamami Hari Priye, Vanchakalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha, Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prishthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna. So welcome to this first episode of AMAM, which is Ask Me Anything Mondays. And in these sessions, we are trying to answer any questions that you have, um, in your spiritual advancement, whether philosophical or practical. So the best part of this endeavor is that I will also learn so many things because some of the questions that you asked, in fact, I think we have received over how many, maybe 20 over questions already. So <laughs> uh, we thank you all for that. Um, I think Bhakta um, Virendra, Bhakta Vishnu Teja, you all, you all have been... Uh, the ones who have been asking the most number of questions. So we will try to go through as many as possible. And the best thing that I like about this these sessions is that I also get to learn a lot. Because some of the questions that you asked, I had to go through and I did not go through all the questions actually. Uh, but I just uh, skimmed through some of them. And some of them I haven't even heard before, honestly. So I had to do a little bit of um, research on that one. But not very extensive as uh, you know we have many other services here in the temple also but uh, in the service of Srila Prabhupada we will try our best to answer all the questions and if I don't know the answer I will try to find out and I will come back to you with the answer alright 
not saying um, i'm not saying i'm perfect at all i mean uh, <laughs> we don't know any not much of scriptural knowledge but we will try our best <clears throat> so first question was by bhaktin puja so she is asking that my question is if after death either soul get moksha or again participate in the cycle of birth and death so why we offer worship to our forefathers why we offer shraddha is it right so shraddha is the final rite in fact there are dasavida samskar purificatory processes and the funeral rites are the last and of course after that there is shraddha also so those constitute the last so what is actually shraddha and also she asked a related question which is yeah we will go to that later so what is actually shraddha so i think we will go to this verse so we will try to finish as many questions as possible i think we have almost 30 questions if i'm not wrong <laughs> already <laughs> Hmm. So, Srimad Bhagavatam 5.2.2 here we have a statement actually there are a lot of mentions about uh, what is Shraddha by Srila Prabhupada this is just one of them you see the king became Pitraloka Kama or desirous of being transferred to the planet named Pitraloka Pitraloka is mentioned in Bhagavad Gita ஹாப்பி The inhabitants of Pitraloka are generally men of the karma kandeya or fruitive activities category who have been transferred there because of their pious activities. They can stay there as long as their descendants offer them Vishnu Prasad. Everyone in heavenly planets such as Pitraloka however must return to earth after exhausting the effects of his pious acts. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 9.21 Shine Punye Martilokam Vishanti Persons who perform pious acts are transferred to higher planets but when the when the effects of their pious acts are over they are again transferred to earth so this is uh, shraddha ceremony there is another reference uh, which i wanted to point you to which is i think um yeah this is uh, from the past times of sri ramachandra bhagwan canto 9 chapter 10 text 27 Vibhishan actually it was about or 29 sorry yeah Shri Shuka Vacha Svanam Vibhishan Aschakre Kosalendra Numoditaha Pitra Medha Vidhanena Yaduktam 
సాంప్రదాయికం సేమ్ ట్రాన్స్లేషన్ శ్రీ సుఖదేవ గోస్వామి సైడ్ విభీషణ్ ద పాయస్ బ్రదర్ ఆఫ్ రావణ అండ్ డివోటీ ఆఫ్ లార్డ్ రామచంద్ర రిసీవ్డ్ అప్రూవల్ ఫ్రమ్ లార్డ్ రామచంద్ర ద కింగ్ ఆఫ్ కోసల then he performed the prescribed funeral ceremonies for his family members to save them from the path of hell purport after giving up the body one is transferred to another body but sometimes if one is too sinful he is checked from transmigrating to another body and thus he becomes a ghost to save a disease a deceased person from ghostly life the funeral ceremony or shraddha ceremony as prescribed in authorized shastra must be performed Ravana was killed by Lord Ramachandra and was destined for hellish life but by Lord Ramachandra's advice Vibhishan Ravana's brother performed all the duties prescribed in relation to the dead thus Lord Ramachandra was kind to Ravana even after Ravana's death so basically a person uh, is very attached to his body after death if he is very sinful then he may remain as a ghost still identifying himself with the body that is there and then trying to go back to that body and trying to communicate with the relatives um you know of that body so that way a sinful person um remains for some time as a ghost after which he is taken to hellish planets so we will go there um not hell but <laughs> to the to the verses which describe the journey of the of the sinful soul to hell um so actually uh what happens is that so a person is uh having attachment for his body and his bodily relations so to rid him of all that attachment so the burned body the fire is the most purifying factor and the quickest way to return the ingredients of the body back to its back to their original states so the cleanest way and also it it removes the attachment for the soul with the body because as long as there are remains of the body he will try to like go back there and you know if he is ghost so he will try to try to go back there and you know um, so therefore when there are funeral rites they actually the mantras are also addressing the 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 departed soul that you know now move on with your onward journey and let the demigods help him in his onward journey so in in that way you know it is it is bidding farewell don't don't remain here don't be attached to this body this body is finished you know it's burning here so they burn the body so that's one thing and um, so the for the quick passing away of the soul to the next term of existence because no point i mean even if he's just lingering around as a ghost there's no point so to save him from that hellish life yeah the, the funeral rites had to be done uh, have to be done and also after that the shraddha is given shraddha is basically vishnu prasad that is offered to the departed soul and as long as he keeps getting that vishnu prasad so we they do once a year so in pitraloka it is one one year here is one day there so every day he is getting vishnu prasad basically so with that he doesn't fall down to hellish life as long as he gets that vishnu prasad but, but when the uh, shraddha ceremony is stopped then um, he will fall down so this concern was there for arjuna also in the first chapter of bhagavad gita if you see he is explaining in the chapter 1 text 40 he is saying that 
you know there are so many men on this battlefield because in the first chapter basically his argument was why we should not fight this war what are the cons you know he was trying to weigh the pros and cons of fighting this war and all that he was finding was cons and there was no nothing in favor of fighting the war because of his you know um improper perspective later on which krishna had actually corrected that and finally arjuna agreed to act on his order and he fought the war so in the beginning he was considering all the scriptural injunctions but without understanding the aim of those injunctions this is this is called niyamagraha trying to follow the rules of the scriptures but not uh, trying to understand the main purpose of following those rules so the main purpose of following every rule is to smartavya satatam vishnu vismartavyo najatu chit padma puran says um sarva vidhi nishedhasur etayore vakinkara so all the rules and regulations of the vedas are meant for us to get to the point where we always remember krishna and never forget him so that is the whole point so if we don't come to that point of always remembering krishna and acting by his order then what is the use of following all the rules and regulations when krishna was directly present there and he is giving the order arjuna was considering what is there in the scriptures are the author of the scripture is telling you what to do now directly so um that mentality of arjuna was corrected by krishna and um, that was the bhagavad gita so this was one of his considerations adharmaabhivavat krishna pradushyanti kula striyah striishu dushtasu varshneya jayate varna sankaraha so he said all oh, there are so many men here you know who are going to die and each of these men have mothers sisters wives daughters so many women connected to them and all of them will be left without protection and then there will be unwanted progeny because a woman can be easily seduced or or misused or abused uh, and then in that way there will be unwanted children and what will be the future of the world so he is considering this point when so he this is the translation when irreligion is prominent in the family because okay we'll go to the previous verse then we'll see, you know why he is saying like this कुलक्षये प्रनश्यन्ति कुलधर्माः सनातनः धर्मे नष्टे कुलं कृत्स्नम् अधर्माभि अधर्मोभिभवत्युता विद द डिस्ट्रक्शन ऑफ द डायनेस्टी द इटर्नल फॅमिली ट्रेडिशन इज वॅनक्विश्ड एंड दस द रेस्ट ऑफ द फॅमिली बिकम्स इन्वॉल्वड इन इररिलिजन इन द नेक्स्ट वर्स व्हेन इररिलिजन इज प्रोमिनेंट इन द फॅमिली ऑफ कृष्णा द वुमेन ऑफ द फॅमिली बिकम पोल्युटेड एंड फ्रॉम द डिग्रेडेशन ऑफ वुमेनहुड ओर डिसेंडेंट ऑफ ऋषिनी कम्स अनवांटेड प्रोजेनी so there are so many religious performances in a family life in a grihastha life and the husband and wife must be performing these things but if the husband is dead then the woman will you know how to perform all the religious duties and then without religious duties without special i mean all these religious functions and all and without the sadhus gracing the house the woman will go you know will be polluted by materialistic ideas and this way they may become polluted and unscrupulous man may take advantage of such women uh, and women also may become irreligious and then there will be unwanted progeny free intermixing between men and women and all the family traditions all will be lost and degradation of womanhood then there will be unwanted progeny unwanted children what is unwanted progeny it means the the population which is not um, cultured which is not god conscious that is unwanted progeny then sankaro narakayaiva kulagnanam kulascha patanti pitaro hesham lupta pindodaka kriya this is the this is the reference 
1.41 an increase of unwanted population certainly causes hellish life both for the family and for those who destroy the family tradition the ancestors of such corrupt families fall down because the performances for offering them food and water are entirely stopped pinda pinda udaka pindodaka kriyaha this is called the shraddha performances so if the family traditions are lost and then this this pindodaka offerings are all lost and then the pitara the forefathers they will fall down to hellish life then he further explains ஷாயிரேத்தைக்குலக்னாஷ்டாஷ்வதாஸ்ட்ரோஸ்ஃபேமிலிஷன்ஸ் people are lost and then the government has to be uh, is taking up some family welfare activities and community projects so you know take care of families which are you know broken which are you know um, full of so many disturbing factors of uh, domestic violence or substance abuse alcoholism and all these things so but even then it's not solving the problem it is just offering them some legal advice some emotional advice some psychological advice and that's all and it's not actually stopping the problem at the root when the problem happens then they can go there and then get some solace you know get some consolation something like that but it's not it's not really helping anything it's not helping reduce the number of um problems in the family and all these are happening because of sinful life sinful life and uh, that's what happens when the people and the population are not educated in spiritual life in the in the vedic principles then everything becomes um, disarray everything will go in disarray nothing will happen you know uh, right so this is the this is the um, effect so and even community projects you know everything will be devastated if see krishna has already given us the community project i mean everything is already given how to how to um, care for the welfare of the entire public is already given by the inst- instructions of krishna in the bhagavad gita bhoktaram yagatapasam sarvaloka maheshwaram sohridam sarvabhutanam gyatva mam shantim ruchati everybody can be peaceful gyatva mam shantim ruchati shanti peace one can get peace if one follows Uh, the order of krishna what is that first of all he is the beneficiary of all sacrifices we should not try to be the beneficiary we are trying to enjoy everything in this world but that's not so, not supposed to be done he is to be the enjoyer and he is the um what is that bhuktaram yagadapsam sarvaloka maheshwaram he is the owner of everything we are fighting now you know this this war is going on now and just now some some india china war has started so why these things are happening because of lack of the ishavasya conception that the krishna yeah, what is that ishavasya midam sarvam yatkincha jagatyam jagat tena tyaktena bhunjita magridha kasya svidhanam don't encroach upon other people's property uh, because everything is given allotted by the lord to everybody so we should not encroach upon other people's property knowing that everything should everything belongs to the supreme lord so he if he if the whole world understands that there will be no fight not that my country your country no everything is god's country we should take care of it collectively and then finally krishna is a supreme friend 
of everyone if we acknowledge that which means that krishna is giving adv- krishna is friend so he is giving good advice in bhagavad gita so that advice has to be broadcasted and full facility should be given to those those who are broadcasting this message so then in that way the whole world will be peaceful uh, but they want to become the they want to become the friends and silence god you know then how how what what will it be nothing will help so this will happen when there are unwanted progeny who are completely atheistic demoniac and that happens because of a loss of family traditions of of culture brought down by you know cultured families so this is the and then pindodaka and all these things so anyway so this is the about shraddha described but there is another verse which is in the shrimad bhagavatam 11541 devarshi bhutapta nirnam pitrinam डेमिगॉड्स ग्रेट सेजेस ऑर्डिनरी लिविंग बींग्स रिलेटिव फ्रेंड्स मैन कैंड और इवन वन फोर फादर्स पास्ट वे सिंस ऑल सच क्लासेस ऑफ लिविंग एंटिटीज आर पार्ट एंड पार्सल ऑफ द सुप्रीम लॉर्ड one who has surrendered to the lord's service has no need to serve such persons separately in other words a devotee who has fully surrendered to the process of krishna consciousness under the guidance of a bona fide spiritual master he does not need to do all the shraddha ceremony because what is shraddha ceremony you are offering the vishnu prasad once a year to the departed soul but every day a devotee is offering food to krishna so when krishna is satisfied all the living entities are satisfied Uh, because he is the root of all manifestations so by satisfying him he is already satisfying all the subsidiary living entities including the demigods friends relatives otherwise we are always a debtor we we are coming into this world a debtor we are already owing so much we are taking sunlight free we are taking moonlight free we are taking rain we are taking air to breathe we, our own whole body was given to us uh, by the grace of god so we are taking everything from krishna and how can we not pay back and you know uh, live a very moral life no that is immoral so stena evasah um, is explained in the bhagavad gita third chapter 12th verse 12th verse so such a person is a thief because he is taking everything from the lord he is not even returning it he is not even acknowledging it not even grateful for it so but once one surrenders to the lord he doesn't need to serve all he doesn't need to satisfy the demigods the pitras the, the relatives friends living beings automatically it, it's not that he he rejects them he automatically helps them by just being um krishna conscious that is called shraddha shraddha shabde vishwas kahe sudrida nischay sarva karma uh, what is that krishna bhakti kahe sarva karma krita hoy this is shraddha not shraddha shraddha is <laughs> the offering we are talking about shraddha which is faith hmm? one second twenty two dot sixty two madhilila chetane charitamritam shraddha shabde vishwas kohe sudridhanischay 
कृष्णे भक्ति कहले सर्वकर्म कृत हो श्रद्धा इज कॉन्फिडेंट फर्म फेथ दट बाय रेंडरिंग ट्रांसेंडेंटल लविंग सर्विस टू कृष्णा वन ऑटोमेटिकली परफॉर्म्स ऑल सब्सिडियरी एक्टिविटीज सच फेथ इज फेवरेबल टू द डिस्चार्ज ऑफ डिवोशनल सर्विस therefore madhavendra puri he said um, tour of 52 purport we have this um verse from madhavendra puri sandhya vandana bhadramastu bhavato bhoh snanatubhyam namo bho deva pitarascha tarpana vidhau naham kshamah kshamyatam ियलिटीपेक्ट Now wherever I sit, I can remember the great descendant of the Yadu dynasty, Krishna, the enemy of Kamsa, and thereby I can free myself from all sinful bondage. I think this is sufficient for me. So this is the special thing um, for the devotee, because the devotee he can purify his entire family just by being a devotee. Same. सेवन डॉट नाइन डॉट टेन श्रीमद्भागवत विप्राद्विषुणयुताविंदनाभ पादारविंद विमुखास्वपचंबरिष्ठम मे तदर्पित मनोवचने हिताथ प्राणम पुनातिशकुम न तो भूरी मन इफ अ ब्राह्मण हेज ऑल ट्वेलव ऑफ द ब्राह्मणिकल क्वालिटीज क्वालिफिकेशन एज दे आर स्टेटेड इन द बुक कॉल सनत सुजात बट इज नॉट डिवोटी एंड इज एवर्स टू द लोटस फीट ऑफ द लॉर्ड he is certainly lower than a devotee who is a dog eater but who has dedicated everything mind bo- mind words activities wealth and life to the supreme lord such a devotee is better than such a brahmana because the devotee can purify his whole family whereas the so called brahmana in a, in a position of false prestige cannot purify even himself you remember this verse because one more other, other question will get us back to this verse it's very important verse so you see how a devotee can um liberate so many of his his entire family family means we're talking about even um ancestors there is i think in the next chapter let's see if we can find that um i think it's 18 probably hmm 7 to 18 yes श्री भगवाच लॉर्ड नरसिंहदेव स्पीकिंग टू प्रहलाद महाराज त्रिसप्तपूत पितापूतोस्यकुलेकुलाइज 
Kulapavanaha, see, the purification of the entire family. Pitrabhe, you know, all the forefathers. See, now. The Supreme Personality of God had said, My my dear Prahlad, O most pure, O great saintly person, your father has been purified along with 21 forefathers in your family. Because you were born in this family, the entire dynasty has been purified. So just by being a devotee, one automatically is offering all his results of his activities to forefathers and all the, you know, um, such souls. So you don't have to extraneously do anything if you, if you surrender to Krishna. If one is not surrendered to Krishna, yes, one has to still do all the shraddha and everything. That is once a year he is offering Vishnu Prasad to the forefathers. But a devotee who is offering every day to Krishna and eating only Krishna Prasadam and offering not only the food, everything, his whole life, such a person is always offering up his results by Krishna's grace to all his forefathers' family. Everybody is benefiting from that. So that is Shraddha Sarmani. So related to that question, there is another question by Bhaktin Puja again that what so, funeral rites means, according to our Sanatan Dharma, we burn the body of ordinary people. Of saintly people, yes, there is Samadhi. They are, um, you know, buried and, you know, with proper uh, ritual. And then there is a Samadhi tomb that is constructed. So, that is for exalted saintly personalities. But ordinarily, all the bodies are burnt. So, as we, as we have already explained, that it is to remove that any attachment for the body and once it is all you know dust and you know ashes and it is to set, tell the soul soul that alright death has come you have to move on you know that that, that is the meaning and also um, those ashes are thrown in the holy rivers like Ganga or Yamuna like that in the holy river so that will uh, help the family so she was asking that what what will be there um, what will happen if um, you know such bodies are used for medical purposes? You know, they store them in this formalin, you know, formaldehyde. One second. Uh, when they store the this thing in formaldehyde and all that, you know, they, for for anatomy, I mean, medical learning. <coughs> so actually, that's not very good, as we have seen. You know, it's it's not proper. According to Vedic civilization, it is not correct. Uh, the body has to be disposed of. But this modern Western medicinal way of doing things is not the ideal way, actually. So the Ayurvedic Ayurvedic system is very ideal. Any any ailment, if if the if the practitioner is properly trained, any ailment can be cured. But the thing is. Um, nowadays, the Western medicine, they have their own ways of doing things. Uh, instead of taking knowledge from the Shastra, Ayurveda is knowledge from the Shastra. You know, like Prabhupada explained, uh, an Ayurvedic doctor, just by touching here, the pulse, he can tell what is the situation of the body, what is the situation of the health. And how does he tell? How does he know? So, Prabhupada also explained that. That when the, you know, when he touches, when it is like a, you know, like birds, when they jump, like, you know, how a pigeon jumps, how a, how a crow jumps, you know, like that. If it is, if it is in that, um, uh, what is that, rhythm, then it means one thing. If it is like the other bird, then it's another thing. So, by the, so basically he has to find out what rhythm 
and he has to know the rhythm of the bird and how how the bird jumps like how the word bird walks so 1 2 or 1 2 3 1 2 3 uh, like that or 1 2 1 2 like like the the um, rhythm of that the pulse by that he has to match it up okay which which bird or which whatever is um, you know um, match to which it matches closest or exactly so so in the ayurveda it is there that if this is the match or like maybe pigeon also these are the conditions that are going on in the body so then he will check with the person so do you have these symptoms then if he says yes oh, okay then then he has certain medicines it's all already prescribed in the shastra so he doesn't have to do this formal formalin and then all this imperfect way of studying the body by you know you are dissecting the whole body and you know keeping the dead body there so <laughs> they want to see and you know try to understand but our vedas actually already have uh, in fact if you see our uh, sages i mean the, in the vedic times their breakthroughs medical breakthroughs were very um, surprising to the modern scientist if you actually see it they even managed to um, even like with the kauravas the hundred sons she actually was angry gandhari was angry and she beat her uh, womb she beat her stomach in her anger and then you know that uh, so called like a stillbirth that meat was cut into 100 and then that's how 100 sons came and one daughter one small piece was there and that was the daughter so in that way how was that even possible it is impossible in modern science medical science but it was possible then and they had they, they used to put that thing in a pot of ghee and then mantras or whatever, whatever they chant there and then they come out and uh, they were strong sons so these kind of things were done before but just that we have to take the knowledge from the vedas then it is perfect with modern medical science you can get a little bit of that effect like medical some some medical advancement has been done in the western side also but it's a very more of ignorance way of doing it like tantric for example yogic powers you can have through sattva sattvagun sattvic powers rajasic powers tamasic powers like uh, sattvic powers like the yogis who meditate and then they get these powers like sanjay for example he could see the kurukshetra war by television but there was no satellite and all that he 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 saw it with the sattvic yogic powers given to him by vyasadev then rajasic powers like now what we're using actually like this broadcast this facebook broadcast this is like with you know all these technological devices and all this this is also a broadcast and this is rajasic way of doing things it's a lot of endeavor to get to this whereas that is also endeavor by yogic uh, powers but it is far more sustainable like with this rajasic power i mean all these waves and sometimes they are harmful i mean most of the time they are harmful and to maintain this whole thing you know you need electricity you are dependent so much whereas with the yogic powers of sattvic is independent and then there are tamasic powers where they use this tantric way of doing things they also get some powers like bishakisen in the bhaktivinod thakur's life there was this one man called bishakisen so he was he was having so many powers he could cure people and you know he could uh, make people sick if he wanted and he he could bring about fire from his head and you know, very wonderful things he was doing but all that was tantric powers by ghostly worship by you know all these dark arts so there you get dependent on the ghosts we have to satisfy the ghosts otherwise if we don't satisfy as long as we satisfy then they will help with those powers and if we don't 
then they will get back on us and it's going to be very vicious so these kind of things so um, western medicine is kind of a rajasic or tamasic way of doing things so you can get some of the effect but and it also includes a lot of contamination in that all right so that's what that was a long answer so we need to move to, move on to a lot of questions next question by uh, bhakta vishnu teja how do mayavadis in, misinterpret the verses in the shiva puran that say lord shiva came to delude people by spreading impersonalism or do they just reject the puranas to avoid mentally straining themselves so we have verses from the padma puran uh, which says actually shiva puran also i have some verses similar verses but okay for those of you who do not know what is talking about so we'll go to those verses so basically his question is what do the mayavadis say in answer to these verses from the padma purana and shiva purana which which prove the point that shankaracharya's philosophy is not right because shankaracharya is actually lord shiva himself who was ordered by lord narayana to spread the mayavadi philosophy so it was uh, uh, it was a deliberate move by lord shiva to preach atheism through vedas so now <coughs> Shankaracharya is not at fault for it is under the order of the supreme personality of godhead that he has covered the real purport of the vedas this is from the chaitanya charitamrita adilila chapter 7 text 110 now this is these are some of the verses this is confirmed in the padma purana in the words of lord shiva himself maya vadam asachhastram prachhanam baudhamuchyate mayaiva kalpitam devi kalau brahmana rupina ब्रह्मणश्चापरम रूपम निर्गुणम वक्षते मया सर्वस्वं जगतोप्यस्य मोहनार्थं कलौयुगे वेदान्ते तु महाशास्त्रे मायावादम अवैदिकं मयैव वक्षते देवी जगतां नाशकारणात लॉर्ड शिवा इन्फॉर्मड हिज वाइफ पार्वती द मायावाद फिलॉसफी इज इम्पायस असच्छास्त्र इट इज कवर्ड बुद्धिज्म इट इज वेल बुद्धिज्म माय डियर पार्वती इन कलयुग आई अज्यूम द फॉर्म ऑफ ब्राह्मण एंड टीच दिस इमेजिन्ड mayavad philosophy in order to cheat the atheists i describe the supreme personality of godhead to be without form and without qualities similarly in explaining vedanta i describe the same mayavad philosophy in order to mislead the entire population toward atheism by denying the personal form of the lord in the shiva puran so this is what he was actually mentioning about the supreme personality of godhead lord told lord shiva dwaparado yuge bhutva kalaya manushadishu swagamaih kalpitaistvam cha janan madvimukhan kuru in kali yuga mislead the people in general by propounding imaginary meanings for the vedas to bewilder them these are the descriptions of the puranas shrila bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur comments that mukhya vritti uh, the direct meaning is abhidha vritti or the meaning that can one can understand immediately from the statements of dictionaries whereas gauna vritti the indirect meaning is a meaning that one imagines without consulting the dictionary for example one politician has said the kurukshetra refers to the body but in the dictionary there is no such definition therefore this imaginary meaning is gaunavrati you know who is the politician mahatma gandhi gandhi was the one who said that kurukshetra dharmakshetra kurukshetra means ah kurukshetra means this body it is there kurukshetra is a very straightforward meaning there is a place there and it is a holy place it is a dharmakshetra kurukshetra so the bhagavad gita starts with those words dharmakshetra kurukshetra but he said kurukshetra actually means this body or oh, where did he get that he is just his own imagination these are called gaunavritti explanations without reference to the direct meaning 
That's why our Bhagavad Gita is Bhagavad Gita as it is direct and it is therefore effective. Whereas every other Bhagavad Gita that is going on in the market is just, you know, saying whatever they want, Gaunavritti. This is the distinction. Uh, therefore, this imaginary meaning is Gaunavritti, whereas the direct meaning found in the dictionary is Mukhyavritti or Abhidha Vritti. This is the distinction between the two. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recommends that one understand the Vedic literature in terms of Abhidha Vritti and the Gaunavritti he rejects. Sometimes, however, as a matter of necessity, the Vedic literature is described in terms of, of the Lakshana Vritti or Gaunavritti, but one should not accept such explanations as permanent truths. So, again, Padma Puran, Lord Shiva tells Parvati, Shrunu Devi Pravakshami Tamasani Yathakramam Yesham Shravana Matrena Patit my dear wife, hear my explanations of how I have spread ignorance through Mayavad philosophy. Simply by hearing it, even an advanced scholar will fall down. In this philosophy, which is certainly very inauspicious for people in general, I have misinterpreted the real meaning of the Vedas and recommended that one give up all activities in order to achieve freedom from karma. In this Mayavad philosophy, I have described the Jivatma and Paramatma to be one and, one and the same. So, when these verses were shown by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Sarvabhaum Bhattacharya, he was spellbound. That's it. He could not speak any further. He became silent. Silent. He did not have any answer to that. Then he accepted the Vaishnava philosophy. But nowadays, they just reject this and you know give their own explanations despite all our explanations. And <laughs> so Sarvam Bhattacharya was an intelligent man. He stopped. He is arguing. Uh, he accepted defeat after he was thoroughly defeated by the statements put forward by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So they really can't answer these. That's why they say Shruti is higher, Smriti is lower. So these are all Purana, this is Smriti. So the Smriti is all you know, not as important as Shruti. Shruti is the main thing. So they can manipulate the words of Shruti. But Smriti is even more important because it highlights and demonstrates the principles mentioned in the Shruti practically in the lives of devotees. So uh, that they try to that's therefore they try to downplay the importance of Smriti, Smriti Shastra. But it is both are equally important. Next question by Vishnu Teja. What is the difference between Brahman and Paramatma since there is a super soul in every atom? So, Brahman is the all-pervading uh, feature of the Supreme Lord and Paramatma is the um, is the localized aspect. As, as the Supreme Person, He is sitting in every, every atom. Since He is in every atom, so what is the difference between Him, Paramatma and Brahman? It is the same thing because Brahman is all-pervading, Paramatma is also all-pervading because He is in every atom. So, what is the difference? So, Brahman is also his energies, whereas Paramatma is actually a person sitting inside the atom and sitting inside each and every atom and in our hearts as well. So, the energy, the atom itself is manifestation of Brahman. So, his energy just like heat and light are energies of fire. So, this is the effulgence coming out from the Lord. That is Brahman. Whereas Paramatma is the is the um, the, you know, is said like the size of a thumb inside the heart. 
so um, so he's actually a person sitting and you know witnessing all our activities that's the difference and by maya tatam idam sarvam jagadavyakta murtina this is the brahman feature which also extends as the material ingredients so he said maya tatam idam sarvam jagadavyakta murtina matsthani sarvabhutani nachaham te shavasthitah by me in my unmanifested form this entire universe is pervaded all beings are in me but i am not in them so this is this is the uh, brahman feature and all pervading feature by his energies and then he himself goes into each an atom of his energies and then as paramatma he oversees everything and as bhagwan he is you know he is in his own world and you know he has his own pastimes with his devotees that is bhagwan the next question by vishnu teja again when the modern scientists split atoms where does the paramatma go <laughs> first of all the modern scientists do not split atoms atom is the indivisible particle which cannot be split further although they say that it consists of protons neutrons and electrons but they can't really split so even when the nuclear fission happens um, the energy is transferred from one to another and uh, paramatma does, it, it doesn't affect the paramatma it doesn't affect the paramatma he is is how many atoms are there that many atoms he will be you know staying so it doesn't really affect his Uh, situation at all even our death our so called death doesn't affect the situation he's not even he's not affected by that <laughs> where does the parmatma go he's always everywhere he doesn't need to be going anywhere he's already everywhere so next question by vishnu teja prabhu did arjuna reincarnate as kannapan nayanmar for offending lord shiva after he did penances to get the pashupatastra or is this bogus so so i have never heard this story before and uh, because i have seen this question i have just read some research and they had the story that he was arjuna from you know uh, the mahabharata and he took birth as kanapan nayanmar um for offending lord shiva but again where is the shastrik reference for all this so that's not it, it's not how can a vaishnava become a shaivite you know and then the whole thing the whole story of that nanmar is, is you know he used to offer meat to lord shiva and all that and lord shiva accepted all that it doesn't really you know of course as a bhutanath has as a person in charge of the mode of ignorance he does work for the benefit of the ghosts and these kind of persons in the mode of ignorance but the fact that he is the reincarnation of arjuna that is not supported in by the acharyas by the vaishnava acharyas so we don't accept that story and it is also said in that story that you know he 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 had to atone for that sin of um being proud against lord shiva when he was getting the pashupatastra and he therefore fought against lord shiva no not at all lord shiva was very pleased in fact and i mean who, when he is with krishna what what lord shiva's curse or what it's all a dealing between devotees lord shiva is a devotee arjuna is a devotee so their you know their relationship is not he did not commit any offense there so this is not really in line with the shastrik references next question by vishnu teja again prabhu did people come up with the daridnarayan conception by concluding that it's the inconceivable nature of krishna to be the richest and the poorest at the same time <laughs> so 
um no they they not they don't know actually the inconceivable nature first of all daridra narayan means you think everything is narayan we all are narayan as long as we are conditioned we do not know that we are narayan i don't know what kind of narayan is that that he doesn't even know he's narayan um so so i mean so this is their faulty philosophy how can narayan not know who he is even he is saying vedaham samatitani ha vartamanani charjuna bhavishyani cha bhutani naham maam tu vedana kashchana 7 chapter 26 verse he say i know past present and future everything i know that is god and he they are saying that he doesn't even know himself ha he forgot who he was and is now daridra is begging on the street how how is that come on this is this is actually complete uh, rubbish that this daridra narayan philosophy daridra narayan means they they say everybody is narayan so therefore the poor man must be served because he is also narayan but what kind of narayan is a poor narayan is the you know shri shri shrinivas he is the abode of lord uh, i mean he is the abode of uh, lakshmi devi and he is the daridra beggar what is this so he is the husband of goddess of fortune so it is not that you know he is simultaneously rich and poor it is not inconceivable they don't understand that he is inconceivable they think they can conceive of they can they think they can conceive him with their senses and they have explanations for this but they always their faults are always exposed by the vaishnavas hmm. next question in japan it is becoming more common to marry cartoon character uh holograms hologram is holog it's not hologram i think it's uh it's i think the model i think based on i think they're making with silicone or something makes it feel like a real woman but actually it's just a doll so in japan it is becoming more common to marry cartoon character dolls they're like so called realistic dolls you know which have like realistic so called you know texture of skin but is all made of synthetic materials and um, so the question is is this considered illicit sex since it's obviously isn't for procreation but they are also not real women yeah it is illicit sex basically um whether real women or not the, the 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 tendency is to enjoy sexual pleasure and that is illicit sex sex is not for just um you know pleasure it is for it is a responsibility that is human life it is just for pleasure means there is animal and even animals don't do this kind of things you know with dolls and everything <laughs> so this is a very 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 perverted form of illicit sex life um that that's happening because of more of ignorance is so so rampant they don't know what to do with their lives completely gone berserk these people it definitely is illicit sex So next question um, by Vishnu Teja Prabhu does Vyadha Gita discourage renunciation So this is actually a very good question because I've never heard of the Vyadha Gita Vyadha Gita before and it made me do a little bit of a search on that So let's read it it's actually a part of the Mahabharat we don't read the whole thing now I'll see if I can take it out I think there's a small mention of it in the Wikipedia that's what I saw and um, so basically this was the let's try to okay. so 
So you see, let's do a search. It may be a bit slow. Oh, fairly fast. Okay. So it's actually a part of the Mahabharat where this was there, Vyadha Gita. Vyadha means a butcher. The Vyadha Gita, meaning teachings of a butcher, is a part of the epic Mahabharata and consists of the teachings imparted by a butcher, Vyadha, to a Brahmin sannyasi, monk. monk. It occurs in the Vanaparva section of the Mahabharata and is told to Yudhishthir Pandava by sage Markandeya. So Markandeya Rishi told this incident to Yudhishthir Maharaj about the other incident where a butcher teaches a Brahmana. So in this story, an arrogant sannyasi is humbled by a Vyadha, butcher or hunter, and learns about dharma, righteousness. The Vyadha teaches that no duty is ugly, no duty is impure. Okay, first of all, uh, disclaimer. So Wikipedia is not a source from the Acharya. So it is just like a reference place for us to just get an idea of what it is. But the commentary on it is not by an Acharya and therefore it's not bona fide. So, <clears throat> so the Bhagavad Puran mentions the Vyadha as an example of someone who attained perfection through satsanga, association with devotees of Lord Vishnu or Krishna. We'll go to that in a minute. Um, okay, this is the story basically. The story has only three characters, a Brahmin sannyasi, a housewife and a Vyadha butcher. The story begins with a young sannyasi going to a forest where he meditates and practices spiritual austerities for a long time. After years of practice, one day while sitting under a tree, dry leaves fall on his head because of a fight between a crow and a crane on the tree. So some dry leaves fell on him. The angry sannyasi had developed yogic powers and burned the birds with his mere look. So he, he was very angry. Why? How come the dry leaves have fallen on me? He saw the two birds by fighting and just by looking at them, he burned them to death. This incident fills, filled the sannyasi with arrogance. Shortly thereafter, he goes to a house begging for food. Here, the housewife, who was nursing her sick husband, requests the sannyasi to wait. To this, the sannyasi thinks, You wretched woman, how dare you make me wait? You do not know my power yet. To which the housewife says that she is neither a crow nor a crane to be burnt. The sannyasi is amazed and asks her, how she came to know about the bird? Because, I mean, how did she even come to know about that story of the, the crane and crow? The housewife says that she did not practice any austerities and by doing her duty with cheerfulness and wholeheartedness, she became illumined and thus could read his thoughts. So basically, she was a very chaste housewife. So by, by her chastity, she attained the same powers that the sannyasi, in fact, she could even read his mind, um, that's why it is said a man gets his powers by uh, yogic practice, by tapasya, but a woman gets her powers by chastity. So she was a chaste husband. Uh, chaste husband. Again, I use the same word. I used this phrase the other day also. And Okay. She was a chaste wife of her husband. And because of that chastity, she got so much power that she could read his mind. She got this mystic power. Um, so that was the lesson that he learned. Wow. Just by doing her duty so rigidly and so faithfully, she got such um, uh, powers. Then he was quite amazed by that. And um, she redirects him to a dharma vyadha, meaning the righteous butcher. <laughs> How can that be? 
So in the town in the town of Mithila and says that the Dharma Vyadha would answer all his questions on Dharma. The sannyasi goes to see the Vyadha and overcoming his initial hesitation, listens to his teachings, which is referred to as the Vyadha Gita, and even puts them into practice. So the teachings, okay, these are a little bit, you know, um, not very well explained because it's not by a proper Acharya. So basically, he says the teachings are that. Um, nothing is bad as long as it, um, you know, encourages you to advance. I mean, not encourages. As long as it is uh, in the path of one advancing. For example, in the Vedas, there is the, you know, slaughter of um, goat mentioned. That those who really want to eat meat and who cannot control their tongue, um, they can eat goat only on Amavasya day to, you know, offer to um, Kali temple that is outside the city and that too only in the night um, and those places are usually haunted by ghosts and you, you have to endure all that and then go there and then say the mantra to the goat that now I am killing you so you have the right to kill me in your next life that is the definition of the word mamsa meat and then after that kill the animal in one stroke and offer that bali to Kali and then eat that now so that is a uh, very that is also a Vedic rite. It is a Vedic ritual. So, is it bad or good? So, it depends on who is performing that. A person who is in the Sattvagun, who is worshipping Lord Vishnu, who is a Vaishnav, above even Sattvagun, Shuddha Sattva, pure goodness, he is not allowed to do that. It is not allowed for him. But for the one who is a meat eater, it is good for him to do that. Because... Um, for, that, for him, that is advancement. At the stage at which he is at, for him, that means he, if he is, if there is no such rule, he will eat every day. So better than that is to just eat once a month. Restrict. And under so much regulations and rules. So that to discourage him, basically. So that is the whole purpose. So what is dharma? And so this dharma vyadha, he actually teaches him this thing. That no occupation is good or bad. If it is followed according to the Vedic, um, you know, Vedic uh, rules, so accordingly as a person is situated in, in Tamogun or Rajogun or Sattvagun or in the mixture of any of these, so depending on his position, he has to follow the particular Swadharma. And in that way, he will slowly be elevated. And finally, when he comes to Vaishnav, then he gives up all sinful activities and he takes to the, the rules and regulations for his stage, his stage of uh, realization. So that way, the Vedas encompass all kinds of, um, you know, uh, duties for all kinds of people. That's why there is Tamasic Puran, there is Rajasic Puran, there is Sattvic Puran. So some are encouraging the people in the Tamasic, uh, Tamasic uh, Guna, Tamogun, so to raise themselves to the next stage. It is not to encourage their Tamasic tendencies, but to raise them from Tamasic tendency to Rajasic at least. Those who are at Rajasic, okay, rise up to Sattva. Those who are at Sattva, rise up to Shuddha Sattva. And that's where uh, devotional service actually is. Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma, Nashochatina Kangshati, Samas Sarvesh Bhuteshun, Madhbhaktim Labhate Param. So this is the, uh, this thing, the teachings that were taught by this Dharma Vyadha. Now how this butcher became, you know, uh, an advisor to a Brahmana? So first of all, the Brahmana, although he was practicing his austerities, he was very proud of his, 
uh, achievements and he misused the 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 powers that he got um, so that is a misuse of his uh, yogic power so that is not what the brahmana is all about the brahmana means every it's not that because he is doing the brahmana duty he should uh, condemn the kshatriyas or the vaishyas or the shudras no it is not about condemning anybody it is to raise them up no, that is the brahmana's duty and you know raise them up according to their stage so that's why it is said in the bhagavad gita uh, where is it let me take it out okay let's go here So here, in the third chapter, we find See, so therefore, uh, chapter 3 of Bhagavad Gita, text 19 um, Without being attached to the fruits of activities, one should act as a matter of duty For by working without attachment, one attains the supreme um, so he give, gives the example of King Janaka. You see, 3.25 As the ignorant perform their duties with attachment to results, the learned may similarly act but without attachment for the sake of leading people on the right path. So as not to disrupt the minds of ignorant men attached to the fruitive results of prescribed duties, a learned person should not induce them to stop work. Rather, by working in the spirit of devotion, he should engage them in all sorts of activities for the gradual development of Krishna consciousness. So, this is the point that a Brahman cannot say that, oh, you are Shudra, oh, you are condemned, you know. Uh, otherwise, if you don't want to be condemned, you, you know, immediately give up and then become Brahman or immediately renounce and become Sannyasi. He cannot. He has to be gradually elevated. Hmm. So, slowly he has, he has to be taken out from that position. Uh, and it initially, it's, you know, it, it, is, it happens over time. So, so as not to disrupt the minds of ignorant men attached to fruitive results of prescribed duties, a learned person should not induce them to stop work. If, if they stop, they cannot, they are not, they have to have the higher taste of Krishna consciousness. So, therefore, rather by working in the spirit of devotion, he should engage them in all sorts of activities for the gradual development of Krishna consciousness. So, even if he is engaged in, you know, different occupations, even a Shudra or Vaishya or Kshatriya or Brahmana or whatever, he should slowly be encouraged to do some devotional activity, some service, or come and volunteer, even like sometimes in the temple, okay, come, come and cut vegetables for the Lord, or come and help in some, you know, book distribution or fundraising or cleaning the temple, anything it can be, or, you know, asking them to sponsor for some festival that we are organizing. In that way, that will be a preaching, you know, festival is a preaching um, uh, tool because Many people will come to the temple for that and they will all be introduced to Krishna and they will be eating prasadam, hearing the holy name, buying some books, you know, in this, contributing to the temple. So, in this way, so if one supports in any way, he will become, you know, advanced. He, he will advance in his spiritual life. So, if you ask them to give up and everything and join us, nobody will join. Nobody is going to join. <laughs> because it's not the easiest thing to do. It's, it's very difficult. So, usually people should be encouraged and then 
as they become more advanced and more advanced then they will automatically come to a stage where they will you know consider this full renunciation and renunciation means not just doing nothing no fully engaged in krishna conscious activities so one must first engage in krishna conscious activity and slowly um, uh, rise above his position so it is a gradual ele- elevation process so nobody is to be condemned everybody is to be you know even meat eaters for example yeah it is sinful yes but meat eaters, why we go to the meat eaters and preach to them then because they have to be also engaged in krishna service our thing is not to condemn them oh you are meat eater you are you are nonsense no how to raise him up from the meat eater because many of us we have also started off as meat eaters but now we are you know engaging in krishna consciousness so we have been lifted up lifted up from that position so everybody you know needs to be lifted up if they are uh, fortunate enough they will take it they will take the advice and you know they will rise up otherwise if they are not interested just leave them alone wherever they are what to do so another similar verse is 18.46 yatah pravrittir bhutanam yena sarvam idam tatam svakarmanatam abhyarcha siddhim vindati manavah by worship of the lord who is the source of all beings and who is all pervading a man can attain perfection through performing his own work so suppose a man's work is about maybe is a musician say now okay let him sing songs for krishna just like a prabhupada he induced george harrison to sing for krishna so he used his music talent his fame and popularity and spread the holy name to the rest of the masses so in that way he used his talent through performing his own work he was encouraged to serve the lord so get to that i mean so encourage people to serve the lord wherever they are and slowly slowly make them devotee hmm. so this is the whole point of the the vyadha kita and next verse also 18.47 shreyan svadharmo vigunah paradharmat svanushthitat svabhavaniyatam karma kurvannapnoti kilbisham it is better to engage in one's own occupation even though one may perform it imperfectly than to accept another's occupation and perform it perfectly duties prescribed according to one's nature are never affected by sinful reactions uh, so if one is like a, say vaishya so he he do his you know by quality and he do his i mean uh, agriculture cow protection and serve krishna like give those produce to you know the temple part of the produce of course and uh, milk you know give to the temple in that way so in this way and not only milk even cow dung which can be dried and used for yagyas we use for yagyas and cow urine all these are very pure so these can be used yeah in that way engage in krishna service so that is one thing and in the next verse also there is an important point yeah sahajam karma kaunteya sadosham apinatyajet sarvaram bhahi doshena dhumena agnir ivavritah every endeavor is covered by some fault just as fire is covered by smoke therefore one should not give up the born uh, give up the work born of his nature or son of kunti even if such work is full of fault so like actually probably explains in the purport in conditioned life all work is contaminated by the material modes of nature even if one is a brahmana he has to perform sacrifices in which animal killing is necessary i mean in the karma kanda section not vaishnavas but karma kanda section so brahmanas and even 
even Vaishnavas, for example, we we have the sacrificial fire, but some ants or something are dying in the fire. When we are cooking in the, for the Lord, there are some insects, maybe they may die, or ant or microbes, germs, they may die. So, all this killing is there. So, now no work is without fault. So, even if one is a Brahman, he has to perform sacrifice in which animal killing is necessary. Similarly, a Kshatriya, however pious he may be, has to fight enemies, which is not a very palatable thing to do. Killing is not so good, but he cannot avoid it, as Prabhupada said here. Similarly, a merchant, however pious he may be, he must sometimes hide his profit to stay in business or he may sometimes have to do business on the black market. These things are necessary, one cannot avoid them. Similarly, even though a man is a Shudra serving a bad master, he has to carry out the order of the master, even though it should not be done. So, he is forced to do something. So, despite these flaws, one should continue to carry out his prescribed duties for they are born out of his own nature. A very nice example is given herein. Although fire is pure, still there is smoke. Yet smoke does not make the fire impure. Even though there is smoke in the fire, fire is still considered to be the purest of all elements. If one prefers to give up the work of a Kshatriya and take up the occupation of a Brahmana, he is not assured that in the occupation of a Brahmana there are no unpleasant duties. This is the point. So if we give up one thing because it's impure, it's not um, you know, guaranteed that the other thing will be pure. <clears throat> one may then conclude that in the material world, no one can be completely free from the contamination of material nature. This example of fire and smoke is very appropriate in this connection. When in winter time one takes a stone from the fire, <clears throat> sometimes smoke disturbs the eyes and other parts of the body. But still one must make use of the fire despite disturbing conditions. Similarly, one should not give up his natural occupation because there are some disturbing elements. Rather, one should be determined to serve the Supreme Lord by his occupational duty in Krishna consciousness. That is the perfectional point. When a particular type of occupation is performed for the satisfaction of the Supreme Lord, all the defects in that particular occupation are purified. Um, what is that? Om apavitra pavitrova sarvavastham gatopiva yasmaret pundarikaksham sabahya abhyantara suchihi. Everything outside and inside becomes purified just by remembering Krishna. All the, you know, everything has a fault. Nothing is without fault here in this material world. So, even so-called vegetarians and vegans, they say, they are also full of fault because the, the plants, they are also killing in the plants. There are also, uh, what is that? Uh, hurting the plants. As long as one eats rice, you know, the harvest is done, the plants are killed there and sometimes the roots, you know, potatoes and carrots and beetroots, you know, they are roots, they are taken out. So, that is also life, not only animals. So, there is fault everywhere and as long as one does not eat prasadam, he is always eating sin. Any life we take, we have to pay for it. And we can't remain without eating. Jeevo jiva sajivanam. One living entity has to eat another. So, the moment we eat, we are already bound up by karma. Just by eating. Just forget about anything else. Just by eating, we are bound up by karma. So, how are we going to come out of this faulty nature? Everything offered to the Lord. Then it becomes faultless. So, when a particular type of occupation is performed for the satisfaction of the Supreme Lord, all the defects in that particular occupation are purified. When the results of work are purified, when connected with, de with devotional service, one becomes perfect in seeing the self within and that is self-realization. So, these were the essence of the Vyadha Gita. So, even though one is engaged, but we have information, what is the background of this Dharma Vyadha, this, this righteous so-called butcher? You see, 
uh, I think it is in uh, where was it I think in that in that itself there is a yeah 11-12 you see Srimad Bhagavatam Kanto 11 chapter 12 verses 3 to 6 you see this Satsangena Hidaiteya Yatudhana Mrigaha Khagaha Gandharvapsaraso Nagaha Siddhascharana Guhyakaha Vidyadhara Manusheshu Vaishyaha Shudraha Striyontyajaha Rajasthamaha Prakritayas Tasmins Tasmin Yuge Yuge Bahavo Matpadam Praptas Tvashtra Kayadhavadayaha Vrishaparva Balirbano Mayas Chatha Vibhishanaha Sugrivo Hanuman Riksho Gajo Gridro Vanikpathaha Vyadha You see Vyadha Kubja Vrajegopyo Yagna Patnyas Tathapare In every yuga, many living entities entangled in the modes of passion and ignorance gained the association of my devotees. See, in every yuga, many living entities entangled in the modes of passion and ignorance gained the association of my devotees. Thus, such living entities such as, as the Daityas, Rakshasas, Birds, Beasts, Gandharvas, Apsaras, Nagas, Siddhas, Charanas, Guhyakas and Vidyadharas as well as such lower class human beings uh, such as Vaishya, Sudras, women and others were able to achieve my supreme abode. Vritasura, Prahlad Maharaj and others like them also achieved my abode by association with my devotees. Vritasura, Prahlad Maharaj, they are all demons supposed to be, demonic families. Hmm. As did personalities such as Vrishaparva, uh, Bali Maharaj, Banasura, Maya, Vibhishana, Sugriva, you know, Vibhishan was in the demonic family as well. Sugriva is a monkey, Hanuman, monkey, Jambavan, you know, considered a bear, sometimes a monkey, you know, sometimes like that. So, and then <coughs> Gajendra, Jatayu, Tuladhara, Dharmavyadha, Kubja, the gopis in Vrindavan and the wives of the Brahmanas who were performing sacrifices. So, this Dharmavyadha, the reference is here. So, he also associated with saintly people. So that's why he was actually enlightened and he would have definitely given up his Vyadha duties. So, in the purport to this, we have some information. The importance of association with devotees is illustrated in the story of Dharma Vyadha, the non-violent hunter, as described in the Varaha Puran. In a previous life, he somehow became a Brahmarakshasa or Brahmana ghost, but was eventually saved. In a previous Kali Yuga, he had the association of a Vaishnava king named Vasu. Then it goes on to the description of Lady Kubja. So, basically, um, he associated with the devotee and definitely was saved by from his Brahmarakshasa. Brahmarakshasa is the most horrible type of ghost, very powerful ghost. That means who was a Brahmana before, you know, he knows all the mantras and all, some, has some powers. And then, but for some sinful ha- for some sinful action, he becomes a ghost. Such ghosts are very powerful, Brahmarakshasa. So he was that before, and then he was delivered by the association of a Vaishnava king named Vasu. So we have another of such Dharma Vyadha or hunter, um, who is Mirgari. We have the story of Mirgari the hunter, 
who was also dharma vyadha he means he was a vyadha but then became a dharmi he was a devotee later on so definitely with the association of vaishnava that dharma vyadha also would have changed from his butcher thing to devotee um so therefore he could uh, even instruct the brahman sanyasi so this is how we have to understand therefore it is said in the 7910 that we saw ಡಿಸ್ಟೇಟೆಡ್ಲಿ that means definitely he would have rise he would have risen above the dog eating you know he would have born he would have been born in a dog eating family but then he would have risen from that so similarly this person would have been born in the vyadha family hunter family or a butcher or hunter you know, so and of course those days they were not like having slaughter houses it was a hunter so basically so um so this hunter would have been born in the hunter family but then again he became a vaishnava definitely so that's what it um, signifies so he certainly lower than a devotee who is a dog eater but who has dedicated everything mind body activities wealth and life to the supreme lord such a devotee is better than such a brahmana because the devotee can purify his whole family whereas a so called brahmana in a position of false prestige cannot purify even himself see even though born in a dog eating family he is he can purify his entire family and he can purify whomever he meets nechadapi uttamam gyanam we have to take a you know uh, great knowledge even if it comes from a so called neecham neechadapi uttamam gyanam if it comes from a person who is a low born but if he is enlightened in vaishnav philosophy jai krishna tattva veta shai guru hai kiba vipra kibanyasi shudra kena noy so it doesn't matter where he comes from but if he is enlightened in krishna tattva veta means in the science of krishna consciousness uh, he has to be accepted as guru so therefore this sanyasi when he took that dharma vyadha's instructions he actually benefited from that so he could advise even a brahman sanyasi uh, so that is the thing that when one is elevated with knowledge uh, yes he can he can he will become self realized he can purify anybody who comes in contact with him that is the whole moral of that story so there is reference in the varaha puran which is quoted in that purport to that 11 12 3 to through 6 that was there All right, that was a long answer again. I don't know how far we're going to go like that. Try to be quick, but actually these stories had to be given uh sufficient explanation because it can be misused, um misrepresented. Actually they have been misrepresented already because I have seen some other explanations of Vyadha Gita. They say that oh it is better to be a you know even so called sinful person in this world rather than a person who stopped all activities and does not do his duty and so called Brahman and chanting mantras. it is better to be even a butcher you know uh, doing his duty and helping others uh, rather than being a brahmana um, just thinking of his own purification by chanting mantras that was the that was the purport that they drew from this story but completely nonsense it is not in accordance with the shastra so we have to understand it in the proper context and therefore that was a good question and uh, we did some reading and then by prabhupada's mercy this came out next Okay we'll try to <laughs> go as fast as possible hopefully 
Next, um, Vishnu Teja's next question. Prabhu, is illicit sex not sinful in the heavenly planets? Well, it is. Um, but it is much more. For example, Indra, uh, he had uh, an affair with Moon God's wife, Tara. So, for that, he was also cursed. So, these things happen. So, but that's not, it's not valid. So, their definition of legitimate sex, there's more facility for sex basically in the, in the heavenly planets, and they don't immediately produce children. Here, they have to take um, contraception and all the abortion and all these sinful activities, but there, no. Um, so, therefore, there are heavenly society girls who are not, who are still powerful, although they are so called prostitutes. So, the definition of, you know, uh, illicit sex, it is very rigid here. It's a little more different there on the heavenly planets. But that does not mean that um, illicit sex is okay in the heavenly planets. No, it's not like that exactly. But there's more facility for sex. That much is there. In fact, there are some references of that. Prabhupada even mentioned that <clears throat> the women of the heavenly planets, their bodies... Um, are very beautiful of course um, no match on the earth at all next um, they become warm in um, cold temperature and they become very cool in warm temperatures so everybody every man would want to embrace such a woman so so in that way the, the facility for sense gratification in the heavenly planets is so much that's why it's a big distraction even heavenly people they say that life on earth is much better because there's not as much distraction um, in the matter of sense gratification and one can easily practice Krishna consciousness without much distraction but when there's so much distraction of sense gratification it's very hard we see I mean in, in, in this world I mean in today's day and age there's so much facility for sense gratification in the form of these gadgets and all kinds of apps and you know uh, free intermixing between boys and girls and therefore, the, the spiritual quotient of people is very low. I mean, they're not interested in spiritual life, hardly. And there's so much rampant sense gratification in the form of sinful activities, meat-eating, illicit sex, gambling, intoxication. They have absolutely no time and no inclination to turn to spiritual life. So, this is what happens. Bhogeshwarya prasaktanam taya pahrata chetasam vyavasayatmaka buddhi samadhau navidhiyate 2.44 in the minds of those who are too attached to sense enjoyment and material opulence and who are bewildered by such things, the resolute determination for devotional service to the Supreme Lord does not take place. So, although demigods are all devotees, but it's very hard to, for them to become pure devotees. There's every chance they can become if they can tolerate all that attraction of sense gratification and they can stay away from it. They can become pure devotees, not that they cannot. Apratihata, there's no condition that can check, but because of our conditioned nature, we usually are attracted to the condition, our conditioned nature and not really to this devotional service. The starting point, once one gets started on this and is established in devotional service, then he can give up anything and then there is no condition that can stop it. But if one has not taken up to devotional service strongly, then yes, his progress can be checked with uh, when he is materially attached. That's what usually happens in the heavenly planets. Vishnu Teja's next question. Do we refer to all forms of Godhead as the Supreme Personality of Godhead or only Krishna? 
all all forms many times prabhupad mentioned to many of many incarnations refer to them as supreme personality of godhead vishnu tattva they are all vishnu tattva they are all the same next question uh, prabhu do people who have to go to the heavenly planets also have to go to the through the court of yam yamaraj sorry um no no those who go to heavenly planets they don't go to yamaraj but those who go to hellish planets yeah they will go through yamaraj actually uh, we will see some verses regarding this i think it's in the let's see We'll read this description of a few verses in the 30th chapter of the 3rd canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. So this is actually, this describes the, uh, the pathetic way in which a usual human being leaves his body in this world. Now, let's see this, what happens. So... you know he he tries to maintain his family members and sometimes he begs borrows or steals to maintain them he gives his heart and senses to a woman who falsely charms him with maya he enjoys solitary embraces and talking with her and he is enchanted by the sweet words of the small children the attached household remains in his family life which is full of diplomacy and politics always spreading miseries and controlled by acts of sense gratification he acts just to counteract the reaction of all his miseries and if he can successfully counteract such miseries he thinks that he is happy then he secures money by committing violence here and there and although he employs it in the service of his family he himself he himself eats only a little portion of the food does purchased and he goes to hell for those for whom he earned the money in such an irregular way when he suffers reverses in his occupation he tries again and again to, to improve himself but when he is baffled in all attempts and is ruined he accepts money from others because of excessive greed thus the unfortunate man unsuccessful in maintaining his family members is bereft of all beauty he always thinks of his failure grieving very deeply so as one becomes older these feelings will intensify seeing him unable to support them his wife and others do not treat him with the same respect as before even as miserly farmers do not accord the same treatment to their old and worn out oxen the foolish family man does not become averse to to family life although he is maintained by them whom he once maintained deformed by the influence of old age he prepares himself to meet ultimate death thus he remains these are quite harsh words so please please bear with them thus he remains at home just like a pet dog and eats whatever is so negligently given to him afflicted with many illnesses such as dyspepsia and loss of appetite he eats only very small morsels of food and he becomes an invalid who cannot work anymore in that diseased condition one's eyes bulge due to the pressure of air from within and his glands become congested with mucus he he has difficulty breathing and upon exhaling and inhaling he produces a sound like ghura ghura a rattling within the throat in this way he comes under the clutches of death and lies down surrounded by lamenting friends and relatives and although he wants to speak with them he no longer can because he is under the influence of time thus the man who engaged Uh, with uncontrolled senses in maintaining a family dies in great grief seeing his relatives crying he dies most pathetically in great pain and without consciousness at death he sees the messengers of the lord of death come before him their eyes full of wrath and in great fear he passes stool and urine 
this is what happens to a dying man he stu- he sees the yamadutas as a criminal as a criminal is arrested for punishment by the constables of the state a state uh, sorry a person engaged in criminal sense gratification is similarly arrested by the yamadutas who bind him by the neck with strong rope and cover his subtle body so that he may go he may undergo severe punishment so what was his crime his crime was that he maintained his family members without any spiritual life this is the people this is the end of a person who just is family conscious while carried by the constables of yamaraj he is overwhelmed and trembles in their hands while passing on the road he is bitten by dogs and he can remember the sinful activities of his life he is thus terribly distressed the path after death is not very rosy and many people in, almost all people in kaliyuga are, are going to go this way because what piety is there in people's life today they are doing all sorts of sinful activities so while passing on the road he is bitten by dogs and he can remember the sinful activities of his life he is thus terribly distressed under the scorching sun the criminal has to pass through roads of hot sand with forest fires on both sides he is whipped on the back by the constables because of his inability to walk and he is afflicted by hunger and thirst but unfortunately there is no drinking water no shelter and no place for rest on the road while passing on that road to the amor to the abode of yamaraj he falls down in fatigue and sometimes he becomes unconscious but he is forced to rise again in this way he is very quickly brought to the presence of yamaraj thus he has to pass 99000 yojanas within two or three moments this is how fast he moves actually 99000 yojanas you know what is yojana one yojana is 8 miles and 99008 which is 792000 miles in two or three moments this is how fast he is taken and then he is at once engaged in the torturous punishment which he is destined to suffer although it is two or three moments he he feels it like many many thousands of years in another place it is said that he will he will be taken to the abode of hell in 9 seconds but he feels that as like 9000 or 90000 or 9 million years like that but actually is taken in 9 seconds so he is placed in the midst of burning pieces of wood and his limbs are set on fire in some cases he is made to eat his own flesh or have it eaten by others you know what what is all this for just for maintaining a family you know he is punished like this for maintaining a family in this world maintaining a family is considered a good thing but you see if one is devoid of krishna consciousness this is very painful you know his entrails that means his intestines are pulled out by the hounds and vultures of hell even though he is still alive to see it he is still alive and he has to see the, the intestines taken out from his body that means he is given a body in which he will suffer but he will not die very quickly at all he will suffer a lot he will feel i mean he will feel all the pain but he will not die so and he is subjected to torment by serpents scorpions gnats and other creatures that bite him next his limbs are lopped off and torn asunder by elephants he is hurled down from hill tops and he is also held captive either in water or in a cave men and women whose lives were built upon indulgence in illicit sex life are put into many kinds of miserable conditions in the hells known as tamisra andha tamisra and raurava 
Lord Kapila continued, My dear mother, it is sometimes said that we experience hell or heaven on this planet. For hellish punishments are sometimes visible on this planet also. That's why there is sometimes horrible punishments, horrible deaths, horrible sufferings that one cannot even... Yeah, one will just tremble and start to shed tears and if, you, if you start to think of those sufferings. But these are actually the hellish punishments. These are normal hellish punishments in hell. But sometimes they are seen on this planet also. When the person is so sinful that even before he goes to hell, even in this planet itself, he will fa- face all this um, turmoil. After leaving this body, the man who maintained himself and his family members by sinful activities suffers a hellish life and his relatives suffer also. He goes alone to the darkest regions of hell after quitting the present body and the money he acquired by envying other living entities is the passage money with which he leaves this world. Thus, by the arrangement of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the maintainer of kinsmen is put into a hellish condition to suffer for his sinful activities like a man who has lost his wealth. Therefore, a person who is very eager to maintain his family and kinsmen simply by black methods certainly goes to the darkest regions of hell which is known as Andhatamisra. Having gone through all the miserable hellish conditions, then, after all, not finished, and having passed in a regular order through the lowest forms of animal life prior to human birth, and having thus been purged of his sins, one is reborn again as a human being on this earth. It's what happens. This is how from the court of Yamaraj we come back to the human life again. Millions of years. A little mistake in this life. A few years, a few tens of years we are here in this world. And if we live this life in sinful ways, then we are going to pay a huge price. Millions of years before we can come back to human life. Therefore, we will take Krishna consciousness immediately. Next, um, by Bhakta Venkatesh. So, if a scientist or someone who has some degree in science comes to our movement, should we encourage him to try to prove through science the Krishna conscious principle of transmigration and eternal quality of the soul? No, no, no. We should teach him the science. We should not encourage him to try to prove through science. Because the modern science, the way the modern science is even built, they can't even know. They will never know these things. He should be taught and then he should be preaching with logic. and Shastric references and the language which the scientists would understand. But um, basically he has to be taught. And then he will know how to present. Like any devotee, any devotee, even if he is not a scientist, not a um, degree holder even, if he reads Prabhupada's books, he can explain to the scientists everything. Just like the Dharma Vyadha. He explained to the so-called Brahmin. He is so-called educated but he was not self-realized. Whereas this person who was born in a Vyatha family, hunter family, he was self-realized. So, that is the thing. <clears throat> so, first he has to be taught and then yes, he has to be empowered to preach. Once he knows, then he can preach. Next question uh, by Bhakta Venkatesh. How does the disagreement between Mayavadi impersonalist philosophers, absolute monists and the Vaishnavas who propound inconceivable dual and non-dual existence prove that the Vaishnavas are right. Not It is not that the disagreement between the Mayavadis and Vaishnavas that proves that the Vaishnavas are right, but it is based on the Shastra. Everything has to be based on the Shastra. So, the Shastra Praman is what 
counts. When two lawyers argue, they argue on the constitution, the book. So that has to be the that has to be the reference point of um, um, argument. So anything has to be anything that is said has to be based on the shastric statements. So in the shastra there is no there is no <laughs> um, provision for Mayavad philosophy. So as we have seen earlier in the other question, we have seen those shastric references where Shankaracharya was actually Lord Shiva and he was ordered by Narayana. So with that itself, everything is destroyed. The whole philosophy of Mayavad is put to rest just by that. Of course, Ramanujacharya and Madhvacharya in the Vishishtadvaitan and Tattvavada, they have um, ex- um, completely dismantled the Mayavad philosophy and destroyed it. Whereas Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he just um, took the actual meanings. What is that? Um, Lakshana Vritti and the other one, um, Shuddha Vritti. What is that word that was used? Mukhya Vritti, yes. Mukhya Vritti, that is the actual meaning of the word, the dictionary meaning of the word. So, Shaitanya Mahaprabhu did not give any commentary, but he just used the Mukhya Vritti definition of the words and proved the simple, straightforward truth of the Upanishads and the Vedanta Sutra. Whereas, Sarvam Bhattacharya was trying to manipulate and give meanings which were not really in the dictionary just own imaginations gaunavritti or lakshanavritti so that is the difference otherwise everything is pointing to vedesha sarvai rahamai vedyo everything is pointing to krishna all from all vedas he is to be understood but he can only be understood through the mercy of the pure devotee without the mercy of the without the guidance of a pure devotee if you just try to read the vedas we will be lost vedeshu durlabham adurlabham atma bhaktao but if even if we are not very learned, just by associating with devotees, uh, we can also learn. Just like all those examples were given in the Srimad Bhagavatam, in which included the Dharma Vyadha and the Kubja and you know Sugriva, Hanuman, although they were not of uh, so-called noble births, sometimes you know uh, not very high births, but they all became perfect, perfect as any other uh, great saint like Hanuman, although he was a monkey. But he became as pure as Narad Muni or any other devotee. Or Lord Shiva, you know, he, he could match match up with all of them. A pure devotee is a pure devotee. That's There's no higher and lower pure devotee. A pure devotee is a pure devotee. So once he becomes a pure devotee, it doesn't matter where he came from. That's why it is uh, offense to see uh, Vaishnava, Vaishnava Jati Buddhi. That Vaishnava comes from, you know, oh, this background, that back. Oh, he's a monkey Vaishnava. Oh, he's a demigod Vaishnava. He's a human Vaishnava. No, Vaishnava is Vaishnava. When it's a pure devotee, pure devotee, that's it. Or whether it's a woman Vaishnav, man Vaishnav, Vaishnav is Vaishnav. Provided they are in the pure Vaishnav platform. Until then, we have to do our societal you know, duties. Like, woman has to be, just like that Vyadha Gita. The Brahmin Sanyasi went to the woman. The woman showed her mystic power by reading his mind, just by the power of her chastity. That was her dharma. As three, as a woman... That was her dharma. And by doing that faithfully and rigidly, she became powerful. So, of course, we have to be, we have to add the thing of Krishna consciousness as well. Um, so then, everything becomes uh, perfect. Um, next question. By again, Bhakta Venkatesh. A lot of them are very young people coming into the movement. Do you think they really understand what they are going into when they join the Krishna consciousness movement? Well, my question would be, do they think the general mass of people 
at two to three years old, they are put in this material educational system in the school. Do they know what they are getting into? They don't know, and nor do the parents know what they are getting into. The whole thing is a trap of illusion. Jadavidya jatam mayar vibhav. Kaumara acharit pragnya. On the other hand, Prahlad Maharaj says we must start this Krishna consciousness at the age of five years old. Whether the person understands or not, he has to be. introduced to dharma and bhagavata niha because human life is meant for this and as his intelligence with develops he will understand see prahlad maharaj is saying one who is sufficiently intelligent should use the human form of body from the very beginning of life in other words from the tender age of childhood now how can the, how can a person one who sufficiently how can he be sufficiently intelligent uh, to be able to understand that he has to use his human body from the very beginning of life that means his parents has to be intelligent first of all to make him start spiritual life from the tender age of childhood in other words from the tender age of childhood to practice the activities of devotional service giving up all other engagements that's why i think um, i wrote an article in our science of godhead magazine here um retirement at 5 i wrote an article like title retirement at 5 retirement means to give up all engagements right give up work you know retire from work so material work has to be stopped not at 50 or 60 or 70 or 5 and spiritual life have to be taken up that is the brahmachari life and if he wants to get into family life yeah at the, at the age of 20 something 25 or what uh, he can get into family life and then yes then there are some material activities but then he is because he is already trained in brahmachari life he will be able to navigate that well in the association of devotees and sadhus and guru so that way and then later on he again becomes uh, renounced and then becomes sanyasi and you know that's how the uh, advancement is mapped out from the very beginning uh, millions of thousands and millions of years we have wasted in animal life in the human life also you want to wait until you get to the point of 18 or 19 when everything is already spoiled guy had already sex with i think a few women already and then you know already fixed in so called modern education kind of science and does not have faith in god and he has friends who doesn't have who don't have faith in god and who are addicted to sinful habits what, then when how he will come he should start at 5 in fact before that in the womb itself that's why the pregnant mother and fa- i mean the, the father and the pregnant mother even before even begin, becoming pregnant the, the the parents must be very uh, careful to become krishna conscious nicely and then then try to conceive and then even while pregnant the woman must read uh, krishna story book you know like that or bhagavad gita krishna books you know she to read and then yes after the child is born again train him up the training has to go on just like prahlad maharaj he became perfect devotee because he was hearing in the womb how much perfect he became he came out and he was talking all these things this verse is from him prahlad maharaj at 5 year old boy he was talking like this the human body is most rarely achieved and although temporarily like other bodies it is meaningful because in human life one can perform devotional service even a slight amount of sincere devotional service can give one complete perfection even if the child he takes up devotional service and suppose he gives up even then there is no loss just like ajamil he when he was a young boy he was doing everything but then he got misled by a prostitute and then at the end of life that saved him the whatever he did in the early life so my question would be the reverse question would be do the materialistic people know what they are getting into when they are getting into school those who are joining up krishna consciousness 
whether they know it or not <laughs> they are coming for the purification of course they won't make a decision without knowing anything they know this they will know something but even as a child they should be given their opportunity not that oh let him become big no then i will uh, let him decide now, why don't do let him decide whether he wants to go to school or not why do send him to school first huh? without him he is crying moreover he is crying i don't want i don't want to go but he was forcing him to send i mean force forcefully sending him to school why is that happening why we are not waiting for him to make decide whether he wants to go to school or not no. for, but for spiritual life they will talk like oh let him decide no i, I don't want to force uh, krishna consciousness then you want to force material life and there is force always which force good force or bad force that is your to choose force is always there good force or bad force that is important next wow we are not even halfway through my goodness we are already at 15 my goodness um next question by is again bhakta venkatesh to read prabhupad books um we should be illiterate sorry we should be literate and not illiterate right so you are saying against so the point is we are not very favorable towards this material education system but yes to read prabhupad books we need to be literate and not illiterate yeah so as long as you can read english and you should know some basic mathematics of course to navigate in this world and general geography history and that's it the rest we can learn from prabhupada's books i'm telling you our my english became very fluent because of prabhupada's books honestly although i i studied in english medium school but speaking about krishna more and more and more that's how we became fluent um, so it doesn't require a big degree or a phd no as long as you can read prabhupada's books you can read english and you you will have the benefit of getting nice knowledge like this so that much literacy is enough to you know take us uh, to advancement in krishna consciousness next question uh, by bhakta venkatesh again if any of the quest okay this is okay something else okay next question by bhakta vishnu teja in an ideal krishna conscious world are there still demigod temples no but ideal krishna conscious world is there in vaikuntha this material world is not ideal so people of all kinds of people are there um so there will be demigod worship and there will be everything um ideal world is vaikuntha where there is no demigod worship so that is the ideal world and because this is not the ideal world then there is so many kinds of worship according to their modes goodness passion ignorance next question by bhakta vishnu teja after being in the hellish planet do people who have some pious credits get to go to the heavenly planets or do their pious credits just serve as a way to get to a better result in their fruity fruity a future earthly body as you've seen we already seen through that whole trans transmigration of the soul from hellish planets he will go through the animal life first and progressively one by one one by one after millions of years he will come back again to the human birth so that's the way next question by bhakta subramanian ks subramanian um hari krishna prabhu please accept my humble obeisances my obeisances to you as well prabhu how can we improve the quality of our chanting practically how can we concentrate on the maha mantra when we chant because when i chant i tend to get distracted by some thoughts please throw some light on the concept of chanting attentively so prabhu has said basically when we chant we should hear we should hear when we chant 
that's the basic principle of chanting and it is a prayer krishna please engage me in your service i'm always engaged in maya service so we have to always uh, chant in that prayerful mood and to be in that mood one must read prabhupada's books and attend you know classes like this what you are attending now and keep in touch with that philosophy keep in touch with this thinking always then when we chant also if we are too much embroiled with materialistic thoughts then we won't have the proper mood when chanting also um so this is text from bhagavad gita chapter 6 text 26 yato yato nischalati manas chanchalam asthiram tatastato niyamyaitad atmanyeva vasham nayet from wherever the mind wanders due to its flickering and unsteady nature one must certainly withdraw it and bring it back under the control of the self so basically the mind will go so many ways even when we are chanting so there is offensive chanting inattentive chanting so we have to bring back the mind again okay let me hear hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare so you have to hear what we are ch- uh, chanting so to focus back on the words again so that's the whole point um, as we it just takes practice to come to the stage of as we chant more and more try to bring it back bring it back bring it back each time the gaps between you know the attentive chanting that means the inattentive chanting part will reduce and reduce and reduce and come to a point where there will be no more gaps when one is chanting that is called kirtaniya sada hari that takes a while you know um, so we have to just regularly chant and chant and chant no matter what we just should chant the perfection is achieved just by chanting itself i think we have done one one wisdom bite video i think today or yesterday we have released that no matter what chant <laughs> so sunugopal prabhu was explaining very nicely that part next question by bhakta virendra and okay some other tips for chanting um best to chant in the morning wake up early so sleep early wake up early and finish all the rounds in the morning itself of course after taking bath wake up immediately take bath brush teeth evacuate take bath start chanting and finish as much as possible if you can wake up like 3:30 4 then finish chanting and then you can start your day if you cannot then you can still chant basically over the whole day you can you have to chant but the concentration is more in the morning brahma muhurta time where there's no other distraction just chanting and nothing else you don't have to check your notifications nobody is going to send you anything and like that so that is the best way um otherwise the whole day you have so many things to do so but still you can of course take some time off and start to chant again it's not that you finish your chanting is is finished and done for good no <laughs> if you have time we can always chant it's 16 rounds is minimum it's not um, maximum so we can always chant more if you want um next question by bhakta virendra what is the name of book publishing of iskm does iskm do book distribution of books published by iskon bbt bhakti vedanta book trust okay we don't have a publishing company on our name but so how do we distribute books so in english some titles are available in the krishna book krishna books incorporated which print the original books and the rest we get in from bhakti i mean bbt and for other languages than english we have to get from bbt and so we get like that <clears throat> next question by vishnu teja how many brahmacharis are in in the singapore temple 
so how does it matter <laughs> how does it matter in your spiritual life so anyway we have sunugopal prabhu who is a vanaprastha and ourself we are brahmachari and that's about it <laughs> but actually brahmacharati iti brahmachari so even when one has a wife but still he is um brahmacharati means one who is walking the spiritual path so he is a brahmachari so even if one has a faithful wife nice wife if he is still interested in krishna consciousness and fully you know uh, duty bound in krishna consciousness and executing all his duties he is also considered a brahmachari but if you want to talk about strictly the ashram brahmachari ashram um i am a loner here <laughs> so you all more than welcome to join <laughs> we need more saffron this is becoming quite a uh endangered species as of now so we need more uh, brahmacharis more saffron everybody is getting bleached we have a few um we went to grahastha ashram not a fall down grahastha ashram is still is ashram um so they have moved on to grahastha ashram we had actually at one point in time all saffron prabhu was saffron mahaprabhu was saffron we were saffron my brother was here prahlad was here Prahlad Prabhu was not in Saffron though at that time. And then we had Chaitanya Lila, Sankarshan. Um, who else? We had Subhal Prabhu, we had Pavanesh Prabhu, all Brahmachari. So many of us. One point, almost ten. Now one. <laughs> so, please join. <laughs> Next question by um, Bhakta Virendra. Have all our immediate family relationships, be it mother, father, sister, brother, relatives... um friends we have meet us by chance in this life or do we have some karmic bond with them from previous lives how do how do we meet our spiritual master in this life who's responsible to free us from material bondage okay there are two questions so first question is how do we meet our people in this life so i i don't remember the verse number but the ex- example is given um like just like the straws in a river they come together as the river flows you know in in meanders through the 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 land and some straws of you know grass they come together and sometimes they separated and like that we just come and separate and according to our sometimes it is a karmic bond sometimes it is said that an enemy in a previous life comes as a a troublesome child in this life to give us pain or for us to pay back to that enemy so in that way it happens and sometimes it is just out of our just like the you know we have seen just now the references where the person goes to hell and he goes to the animal life and then slowly climbs up all the way to human life so there's no exactly that he meets the same people again and again, and again. no it does not work like that sometimes it happens but not every time and next how do we meet our spiritual master in this life who's responsible to free us from material bondage that happens when one is fortunate ei brahmand bhramita kono bhagyavan jeev guru krishna prasad pai bhakti lata bij so by fortune if one is absolutely fortunate then he will gain the association of a, a bona fide spiritual master and get the seed of bhakti for that one has to be having a little bit of sincerity of purpose not little bit quite some amount of it um so if he is sincerely searching then krishna as paramatma he will detect that and then he will show us the bona fide spiritual master but if one wants some spiritual life but he is not willing to take up the real path and if he has his own desires camouflaged as devotional service 
then he is sent to some cheaters and he will get cheated usually and in kaliyuga there are so much of them so many of them so if we are sincere yes we will be shown the bonafide spiritual master okay next question by bhakti najanya how a devotee can win a debate if the opponent is an atheist who continuously adopting denialism to win his or her part can a first class devotee can defeat him by removing the illusion to thought who will win if a debate happens between illusion free devotee and a well known materialistic debater or orator um an atheist is always defeated he is never winner and a first class devotee can always defeat an atheist but whether the whether the atheist wants to accept defeat or not or whether he still wants to masquerade as you know you know still as the winner <laughs> so nowadays people hardly accept defeat when they defeated um like sarvabhoom bhattacharya he was an atheist basically i mean mayavadi but when he was defeated he accepted that defeat although, although he was sarvabhoma he was so he defeated everybody else in argument until then but first time he was defeated by chaitanya mahaprabhu and he accepted defeat genuinely he accepted defeat honestly but nowadays they don't really accept defeat so it, it is not upon the pure devotees it also depend on depends upon the hearer the prabhupad said the speaker must be uh, potent and the listener must be receptive then the proper transmission of uh, transcendental knowledge will happen just like when a man is potent and when a woman is fertile then there will con- there will be conception immediately when there is union so like that uh, proper transmission of spiritual knowledge can happen between a bona fide spiritual master and a bona fide disciple so just having a bona fide spiritual master is not enough because if i don't follow the instructions i will not um i will not gain anything from those from the association on the other hand if the disciple is bona fide and the spiritual master is not then also there is no fruit that's why such such a spiritual master has to be rejected as shown by bali maharaj and as evinced by sanatan goswami as well in the hari bhakti vilas so like that so basically it depends on both if a person is in the challenging spirit he will never be naham prakasha sarvasya krishna will not reveal himself and a, gen- a genuine preacher will actually avoid him he doesn't waste his time if he is interested in in learning something yeah then there's any use of debate or some argument or some discussion next question by bhakti najina can you explain the path of the soul if it is eligible if it is eligible to go to vaikuntha planets oh um dhruva maharaj went and there is explained that as one goes to the spiritual world he will be shown all the heavenly planets on the way and if he has any attraction for any of the heavenly planets or any feature of those heavenly planets he will be dropped off on that planet okay here is a you go here and take birth so basically one has to be completely uh, devoid of any attraction for the material world or any of the yogic siddhis because in the higher heavenly planets they have so many yogic siddhis and if one gets attracted on the way back to godhead if he gets attracted to those he will have to go there so anyway it's, it's you know can you explain the path of the soul if it is eligible to go to vaikuntha planets well <laughs> it's a long uh, as long as we take to the path that's more important at, the, at this point so basically 
ఫస్ట్ శ్రద్ధ ఆదవ శ్రద్ధ తతో సాధుసంగా దెన్ భజనక్రియ దెన్ అనర్థ నివృత్తి దెన్ నిష్ఠ రుచి ఆసక్తి భావ ప్రేమ సో దీస్ ఆర్ ద స్టేజెస్ ఆఫ్ ఎలివేషన్ సో ఫస్ట్ దెర్ ఇస్ ఫెయిత్ దెన్ దెర్ ఇస్ అసోసియేషన్ విత్ డివోరీస్ దెన్ దెర్ ఇస్ ఎంగేజ్మెంట్ ఇన్ డివోషనల్ సర్వీస్ ఇనిషియేషన్ అండ్ ఎంగేజ్మెంట్ ఇన్ డివోషనల్ సర్వీస్ అండ్ దెన్ దెర్ ఇస్ పర్జింగ్ ఆఫ్ అనర్థ దట్ మీన్స్ అన్వాంటెడ్ థింగ్స్ ఇన్ ద హార్ట్ ద కంటామినేషన్స్ ఆన్ ద హార్ట్ then there is steady devotional service then there is um, taste for devotional service then there is asakti that means there is a natural spontaneous attraction for krishna and that's that intensifies into bhava which is um intense attachment that is the best way you know it can be translated <coughs> or sub or emotional ecstasy and then there is finally prema which is love of pure love of godhead so when one is in pure love of godhead then he's as good as he's already has reached godhead the the kingdom of god because even when he is on this earth he is completely in the kingdom of god next question by bhakti rajanya again can you explain most common ways through which attack of illusion happens to stunt the growth of krishna consciousness how one devotee be able to discriminate the test of devotion well there are innumerable ways one will be tested in the course of his progress and how many can i enumerate because um the attraction to women the attraction to material wealth the attraction to all this you know these are the weeds actually chaitanya mahaprabhu explains this whole thing in the 19th chapter of the madhya leela so you can go and read that for further references i think i can't go through all that at this point but i plan to do a class especially on that one because it's quite an important topic and uh, if you see there then i'll just show you one verse so this is uh, madhya 19.159 nishiddha char kutinati జీవహింసన లాభ పూజ ప్రతిష్ఠాదియత్ ఉపశాఖాగణ్ సమ్ అన్నెసెసరీ క్రీపర్స్ గ్రోయింగ్ విత్ భక్తి క్రీపర్ ఆర్ ద క్రీపర్స్ ఆఫ్ బిహేవియర్ అన్అక్సెప్టబుల్ ఫర్ దోస్ ట్రైంగ్ టు అటైన్ పర్ఫెక్షన్ డిప్లొమాటిక్ బిహేవియర్ యానిమల్ కిల్లింగ్ మండేన్ ప్రాఫిటియరింగ్ మండేన్ అడోరేషన్ అండ్ మండేన్ ఇంపార్టెన్స్ ఆల్ దీస్ ఆర్ అన్వాంటెడ్ క్రీపర్స్ సో దీస్ థింగ్స్ వెన్ వీ సీ దెన్ వీ షుడ్ నో దిస్ ఇస్ మై ఐ టాకింగ్ సో and now if we can go through this few verses let's see so this is the 19th chapter madhyalila of chaitanya charitamrita so this is the according to their karma all living entities are wandering through throughout the entire universe some of them are being elevated to the upper planetary systems and some are going down into the lower planetary systems out of many millions of wandering living entities one who is very fortunate gets an opportunity to associate with the bonafide spiritual master by the grace of krishna by the mercy of both krishna and the spiritual master such a person receives the seed of the creeper of devotional service when a person receives the seed of devotional service he should take care of it 
by becoming a gardener and sowing the seed in his heart. If he waters the seed gradually by the process of Shravan and Kirtan, hearing and chanting, the seed will begin to sprout. As one waters the Bhaktilata Beej, the seed sprouts and the creeper gradually grows to the point where it penetrates the walls of this universe and goes beyond the Viraja river lying between the spiritual world and the material world. It attains Brahmaloka, the Brahman effulgence and penetrating through that stratum, it reaches the spiritual sky and the supreme planet Goloka Vrindavan. Being situated in one's heart and being watered by Shravankirtan, the Bhakti creeper grows more and more. In this way, it attains the shelter of the desired tree of the, of the lotus feet of Krishna, who is eternally situated in the planet known as Goloka Vrindavan, in the topmost region of the spiritual sky. This is how the creeper will grow. The creeper greatly expands in the Goloka Vrindavan planet and there it produces the fruit of love for Krishna. Although remaining in the material world, the gardener regularly sprinkles the creeper with the water of hearing and chanting. That means, you see, even when the fruit of love for Krishna is already fructified, still the gardener regularly sprinkles the creeper with the watering of hearing and chanting. Means his hearing and chanting, hearing about Krishna and chanting his holy name should always be done, even in the perfected stage. If the devotee commits an offence at the feet of a Vaishnava while cultivating the creeper of devotional service in the material world, his offence is compared to a mad elephant that uproots the creeper and breaks it. In this way, the leaves of the creeper are dried up. If one offends Vaishnava's devotees, then it is compared to a mad elephant offence which uproots the creeper and breaks it. In this way, the leaves of the creeper are dried up. So, one feels devotional life is very dry, you know, no enthusiasm, no nothing. That means some Vaishnava offence is being committed. The gardener must defend the creeper by fencing it all around so that the powerful elephant of offences may not enter. Some unwanted creepers such as the creepers of desires for material enjoyment and liberation from the material world grow along with the creeper of devotional service. The varieties of such unwanted creepers are unlimited. Unlimited um, weeds. The desire for material enjoyment is a weed. The desire for liberation from the material world is also a weed. And then other... Some unnecessary creepers growing with the bhakti creeper are the creepers of behavior unacceptable for those attaining, trying to attain perfection, diplomatic behavior, animal killing, mundane profiteering, mundane adoration and mundane importance. All these are unwanted creepers. If one does not distinguish between the bhakti creeper and the other creepers, the sprinkling of water is misused because the other creepers are nourished while the bhakti creeper is curtailed. So, if you are sprinkling, the, if we are not cutting out the weeds of all these illicit desires, you know, then if by chanting, even if still one continues chanting and hearing, but he is not careful of stopping his diplomatic behavior, jiva himsana, you know, like um, giving uh, pain to others, not just animal killing only, any kind of, uh, if one does not preach, actually he is committing himsa, uh, uh, violence, because he is allowing that person to suffer. Mm. So, um, and if one gives deliberate pain, and especially devotees and also others, all this so-called and mundane adoration, mundane importance, just uh, wanting all that, that is all weeds. So, even when while doing that, one chants and hears, he will just feed those weeds and not the bhakti creeper. So, the sprinkling of water is misused. So, if we, if the gardener keeps on watering and watering, if the weeds are growing, if he doesn't cut, does not uproot the weeds and if he still keeps on watering and watering and watering, what happens? The weeds will grow bigger and outgrow the creeper. That's what will happen. So we have to be careful to weed out all these unnecessary anarthas. 
as soon as an intelligent devotee sees an unwanted creeper growing beside the original creeper, he must cut it down instantly. Then the real creeper, the Bhaktilata, grows nicely, returns home back to Godhead and seeks shelter under the lotus feet of Krishna. And here I want to add a point that an intelligent devotee must cut down the weed instantly. And sometimes if the devotee is not competent enough, another devotee by way of chastisement will cut that creeper, or that, that, that weed. But one must not, one must take it as a benediction. Oh, that devotee, although he has chastised me, he has chastised me for good because he has cut down the weed and, you know, he is enabling my uh, bhakti creeper to grow. So, say, therefore, if a devotee is not as intelligent, here it is said, as soon as an intelligent devotee sees an unwanted creeper. So, if the devotee is, you know, still Kanishtha and not able to distinguish what is a creeper and what is a weed, then sometimes the devotees help them, help such a devotee in, in removing the weeds and we have to take those as blessings. Although it may be a little bit harsh, it's blessings. So, when the fruit of devotional service becomes ripe and falls down, the gardener tastes the fruit and thus takes advantage of the creeper and reaches the desire tree of the lotus feet of Krishna in Goloka Vrindavan. There the devotee serves the lotus feet of the Lord, which are compared to a wish-fulfilling tree. With great bliss, he tastes the juice of the fruit of love of, love of Godhead and becomes eternally happy. To taste the fruit of devotional service in Goloka Vrindavan is the highest perfection of life and in the presence of such perfection, the four material perfections, religion, economic development, sense gratification and liberation are very insignificant achievements. So anyway, this goes on to another topic. So that's the journey of a person going to Vaikuntha. Uh, next question, how chastisement helps the devotee to uplift consciousness? I think we have just described that. So we'll go to the next one. Dasuka Das. Uh, please tell the Ritvik theory in relationship with Ayas came and give Gita. No, we practice, it's not a Ritvik theory. It is a Ritvik order by Prabhupada and uh, if you want what is the relationship please tell the Ritvik theory in relationship with ISKM and Give Gita. I have heard of Give Gita. They also practice Ritvik uh, system. So well well and good. You know, let them practice. And uh, we as we have been practicing I mean at ISKM since many years. So if in the future it, it comes to a point where we can cooperate that will be very well. Um, that will be the ideal most ideal. So, let's see how it all uh, pans out. You know? We'll give it time. We're not rushing into things. Um, we have tried some kind of cooperations before with other Ritvik groups uh, around the world. Sometimes, some have been successful. Some have not been so successful. So, it is a work in progress and um, at this point, we are just expanding as ISKM and if it comes to a point where we can collaborate with Give Gita and you know, if they if it is all if all works out well and there's nice Vaishnava dealings between everybody, most most definitely we can cooperate. So sometimes we have seen in the name of Prabhupada Nagas, they don't have proper Vaishnava behavior sometimes. So that's when things become difficult for cooperation. But if everybody works humbly and takes authority from senior devotees, instead of just consider themselves considering themselves senior without doing much. You have to take advice and you know guidance and work in cooperation and in friendly relation with Vaishnavas basically. It's not just about like master and slave or something, but it has to be genuine cooperation with Prabhupada in the center and nice Vaishnava dealings. And that will create a healthy environment. That's what we're looking for. And if that comes out, then yeah, we are, co we are ready to cooperate with anyone. In fact, we, honestly, telling you, we spent more than a quarter million dollars over the last... Uh, seven to eight years trying to 
forged relationships between you know various ritvik groups we have traveled we have spent a lot of money so all that that has been our endeavor all all throughout hmm. so sometimes we did not receive the same reciprocation from them so it's difficult to cooperate like that so but we have also seen success yes and that's how we are in many countries at the at this point and we welcome all devotees to you know join this endeavor and you know cooperate fully and you know that's what we are looking for so for now we will work with devotees who want to work under the iskm banner and push on the movement for prabhupada that's how we are working on it at the moment <clears throat> next question if polygamy was perfectly acceptable in vedic culture why did lord ram exemplifying the behavior of an ideal human being decide to do ekapatni vrata well his father was having three wives it's perfectly acceptable in vedic culture because the women basically have to be protected they have to have a husband and women are generally less in uh, more in number than the men and all women must get married so some so therefore for their protection polygamy is allowed it's not just for sense gratification so lord ramchandra you know took the ekapatni vrata because generally people cannot maintain more than one wife exalted people they can maintain and maintain means not just you know maintaining them with food and water and you know spiritually we must elevate them so that is the main thing so the protection is not just material protection the spiritual protection so a person has to be sufficiently advanced so therefore we have examples of great sages like even kardama i mean um, kashyapa muni and all they had you know he had 13 wives so um, there are many instances like that when polygamy was allowed but then to show the you know to the general mass of people lord ramachandra accepted ekapatni vrata but it is not that he cannot accept he accepted in the form of krishna he accepted 16108 wives and even his father vasudev had 16 wives and like that so any any anyway in kali yuga there is no way um either legally or even uh, um logically that one can maintain more than one wife even one wife is quite difficult to be very honest that's why it is said um a man is considered an expert if he can maintain a family in kali yuga that's one of the symptoms of kali yuga in previously anybody could maintain a family no problem but now maintaining family is a big tapasya in itself <laughs> so that's kali yuga uh can you give further examples of maryada vyatikrama um further examples so the once romaharshan romaharshan suta he did not get up when balram came everybody in the audience they got up but romaharshan suta he did not get up and balram killed him <laughs> he he imbued a straw and just threw at him and killed him with a straw because he did not respect the supreme personality of god because he was sitting he was sitting as a speaker so usually a speaker doesn't get up but when the supreme lord is there he should he has to get up right so but he did not get up so that was maryada vyatikrama and um, when you said further examples that means um what was the first example are you referring to <clears throat> like uddhava he did not do maryada vyatikrama because he gave the you know chance for vidura to go to a senior personality like maitreya muni and that's where he held the proper maryada 
<coughs> so basically devotee should exhibit maryada and that's the ornament of a devotee a real devotee um, the real ornament of a devotee is his behavior that's explained in antalila of chaitanya charitamrita anyway we'll go to the next verse uh by bhakta virendra pitruloka presided by aryama and hellish planets narakloka presided by yama are near to each other then do the ancestors are first made out punishment in the hellish planet and then transfer to pitruloka no when they go to pitruloka it's actually one of the heavenly planets although it is there in the lower regions of the universe it is still one of the they still enjoy heavenly pleasures and they don't have to go to yamaraj before going there they go after that they directly go there and as long as the shraddha is offered they will be there and after that they will fall down um next question by vijay sharma bro why is krishna's color blue why that's his free will this <laughs> free will <clears throat> then next question by uh, bhakta nabajit Hare Krishna Prabhu um if an individual sincerely wanted to offer service to supreme almighty and associate with devotees does really material designation as gender matters supreme lord is not partial to anyone in terms of devotion towards him then why in society there is a debate on gender why not we can focus on message of god and serve him with love yeah so anybody krishna says in the 9.32 ियसनेस is equally open to all but in societal um uh, duties as we are in the society everyone is given their respective duty according to their position so brahmanas kshatriyas vaishyas shudras and strees have their dharma but it's all equal because it is service to krishna but at the same time they are working in cooperation just like five fingers are not the same each finger has its own has its own um you know use each part of our body has its own use the brain performs one function um the arms perform one function and the belly performs one function and the legs perform another function but all are working towards the same upkeep of the body so in that way they are all equal because everybody is working for the same end same purpose so similarly whether one is as long as one has a material body he has to work in accordance with his particular body because he is still conditioned we are still conditioned here we are on the path of liberation we have taken up the process but still we have our conditioning so we have to act according to our social position at the same time engage all that we are doing in krishna's service according to our modes we have gotten a certain type of body according to my you know, more permutation of sattva gun or rajogun or tamogun or mixture of all these guna so we get a sub- uh, specific body so whether that be male or female or not only gender it can be race it can be it can be the caste brahmana kshatriya vaishya shudra all these designations daivi varnashram means um 
वर्णाश्रम आचारवत पुरुषेण परापुमान विष्णुराराध्यते पंथा नान्य तत्वोष कारणम सो इट इज ऑल मेंट फॉर द सैटिस्फैक्शन ऑफ विष्णु सो इफ विष्णु इज सैटिस्फाइड ओके फॉर एग्जांपल आई गिव यू अ ब्राह्मण फॉर एग्जांपल ही इज टीचिंग वेदिक लिटरेचर एंड से हिज वाइफ ही इज टेकिंग केयर सॉरी शी इज टेकिंग केयर ऑफ द चिल्ड्रन हर चिल्ड्रन एंड रेजिंग देम अप इन कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस एंड इन दैट वे both are doing service to krishna because he is preaching krishna consciousness she is um, training them to be krishna conscious and um, by distributing prasadam that can be another and kshatriyas they can rule the country taking advice from brahmanas so it's a different duty but again everything for the service of vishnu or krishna so that's how it's unity in diversity it's not that everyone does the same thing it's about cooperation not competition cooperation so everybody has to play their role suppose if if suddenly the legs say come on you know i want to do the heads job it cannot it doesn't fit so the head has to do the heads job leg has to do the legs job the stomach has to do the stomach job and the arms have to do their job so and then work in cooperation for upkeep of the body similarly for the upkeep of the society in spiritual consciousness everybody must work in cooperation and do their respective duty in relation with krishna then yes so the it is not that one who is doing the deity worship and one who is sweeping the floor of the temple uh, it is as oh this is a brahmana devotee shudra devotee no both are getting the same benefit because both are serving krishna so whether it's a seemingly materially calculated maybe may higher or lower for in the eyes of krishna it is not higher or lower it is the same so we should understand that equality and not artificially equal, equalize everything on bodily platform that is what the modern society is trying to do they want to you know equalize oh, in on the basis of gender or on the basis of race it cannot pandita samadarshana when he sees the soul in all the beings and not the body hmm. so as soul we are all equal yes man woman kshatriya vaishya shudra brahmana or chandala whatever but because of his acquired association with the modes so he is differently uh, composed of his consciousness so according to his that's why it is said 11 to 36 if you see kayena vacha manasendriyairva buddhyatmana va anusrita svabhavat karoti yadyat sakalam parasmai narayanayeti samarpayetat in accordance with the particular nature one has acquired in conditioned life whatever one does with body words mind senses intelligence or purified consciousness one should offer to the supreme thinking this is for the pleasure of lord narayan this is how we should do that's why there is it's universe uh, university unity in diversity <laughs> okay um next question by bhakta virendra the duration of life is the least in kali yuga amongst the yuga amongst all the yugas people are always disturbed distressed and hankering due to material miseries in such case chanting of the holy names is greatest medicine to attain salvation and love of god even the demigods cannot attain spiritual world as like humans having less life span yeah that is actually stated in the fifth canto also the demigods they are um, glorifying the the earthly beings especially those in india bharatvarsha very fortunate huh <coughs> But the problem is, even though we have got such a great fortunate position, we don't take use of it. 
we don't make good use of it so we have to make good use of it and take to krishna consciousness so next uh, bhakta virendra hiranyaksha hiranyakashipu were sons of brahmanas as they were sons of kashipa so prahlad maharaj bali maharaj were brahmanas in the lineage of dithi daityas since uttanapada maharaj was brother of uttam manu kshatriya and uttanapada son dhruva maharaj was born in a kshatriya family yeah dhruva maharaj was born in kshatriya family what is the question oh so prahlad maharaj bali maharaj were brahmanas in the lineage of dithi and daityas um again brahmanas and kshatriyas are not by birth so if one was an asura he is classified as an asura although like ravan is also son of a brahmana but it is not that he is counted among the brahmana he is actually was a kshatriya but a demonic kshatriya that too so he is acquired let's go to this verse by narad muni 7.11.35 यस्यल्लक्षणं प्रोक्तं पुंसो वर्णाभिव्यञ्जकं यदन्यत्रापि दृश्येत तत्ते नैव विनिर्दिशेत इफ वन शोस द सिम्टम्स ऑफ बीइंग ब्राह्मण क्षत्रिय वैश्य और शूद्र एज डिस्क्राइब्ड अबव इवन इफ ही हैज अपीयर्ड इन अ डिफरेंट क्लास ही शुड बी एक्सेप्टेड अकॉर्डिंग टू दोस सिम्टम्स ऑफ क्लासिफिकेशन एंड नॉट अकॉर्डिंग टू बर्थ नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन बाय संजय सुखदेव हरि बोल माय स्पिरिचुअल क्वेश्चन इज इन द वेदस इज इट मेंशन दैट व्हेन वन डाइज इन द लाइट एंड वन डाइज इन डार्कनेस व्हाट इज मेंट well this is also explained in the bhagavad gita so it is it has many layers to its uh, to understanding but the most easiest understanding is the actual understanding is that one should die in light that means um, that is brahmana that means he should die in knowledge I'll show you one verse this is from the brahadaranyaka upanishad it is quoted in the second chapter 7th verse purport of the bhagavad gita you see this now brahadaranyaka upanishad 3.8.10 the perplexed man is described as follows yova etat aksharam garge aviditvasmal lokat praitisa kripanah he is a miserly man who does not solve the problems of life as a human and who does quits this world like the cats and dogs without understanding the signs of self realization This human form of life is the most valuable asset for the living entity who can utilize it for solving the problems of life. Therefore one who does not utilize this opportunity properly is a miser. So this is called dying in darkness. Who is not enlightened in spiritual life, in spiritual reality, who he is, like who am I, who is God? If he doesn't know all these things, then he is he quits this world like the cats and dogs without understanding the signs of self-realization. You see that? On the other hand, there is the brahmana or he who is intelligent enough to utilize this body to solve all the problems of life ya etat aksharam gargi viditvasma lokat praitisa brahmana so one who is intelligent and he understands he quits this body in full understanding um, of the nature of the soul and he is not bewildered by that dhirastatra namuhyati he is called a person who is dying in uh, light therefore the vedas recommend uttishtata jagrata prapta varanni bodata shurasya dara vishita nishita duratyaya durgam patastat kavayo vadanti so uttishtata jagrata no? and then it is said also that means wake up don't sleep you know wake up from the slumber don't remain in darkness come to light asatoma sadgamaya tamasoma jyotirgamaya mrityorma amritam gamaya 
Om Shanti 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 So this is the Vedic Mantra. So, Asatoma Sadgamaya. So don't stay in this Asat world. Go to the Sat world. <coughs> that is the eternal world. Sat Chit Ananda. Uh, that is the spiritual world. And that is affected, that is uh, possible by the association of Satsanga. If we take Asatsanga, then we will remain in this material world. So, Asatoma Sadgamaya. Don't associate with Asat people. Asatsanga Tyaga Ei Vaishnavachar. Um, so, who is Asat? Stri Sangi Ekasadhu Krishna Bhakta Ar. The, the person who is a Stri Sangi, um, a person who is associate of women, and uh, Krishna Abhakta. The one who is not a devotee of Krishna. So, this kind of association we should, we should avoid. And Satsanga. Yeah. So, we have to take Satsanga, devotee association. And then we will go to the Sat Loka, the, the, which is the spiritual world. And then Asatoma Satgamaya, Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya. Don't remain in darkness but come to the light. Don't remain in ignorance, come to the knowledge. Mrityorma Amritam Gamaya. Don't remain in this world of repeated birth and death. Mrityorma. Amritam Gamaya, go to the, you know, the world of immortality, that is the spiritual world. So, that is the whole direction of the Vedas, always come out of this and go there. That is called dying in darkness or light. Next, um, question by Naveen Kancharla. Hare Krishna, can you please tell the scriptural reference for Krishna's name and Krishna is the same? So, it is here. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita Madhilila, chapter 17, text 133, Nama Chintamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasavigraha Purnaha Shuddho Nityamukto Abhinnatvan Nama Naminoha. The holy name of Krishna is transcendently blissful. It bestows all spiritual benedictions, for it is Krishna himself, the reservoir of all pleasure. Krishna's name is complete and it is a form of all transcendental mellows. It is not a material name under any condition and it is no less powerful than Krishna himself. Since Krishna's name is not contaminated by the material qualities, there is no question of its its being involved with Maya. Krishna's name is always liberated and spiritual. It is never conditioned by the laws of material nature. This is because the name of Krishna and Krishna himself are identical. So, this is actually a quotation from Padma Puran. Next question by... um, Mataji Jyoti Saraf... I think from Kolkata. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, can't we worship only Lord Krishna? Why do we need to worship all other incarnations of the Lord when they are all Lord Krishna? Correct. So, by worshipping Lord Krishna, you are already worshipping all other incarnations, you know, while worshipping Krishna itself. So, if you see here, Prabhupada mentions something interesting. In the 18.65 of Bhagavad Gita, in the purport, You see, these words, okay, what, what words? Let's go to the words. Manmanabhava madbhakto madhyajimam namaskuro mame vaishyasi satyamte pratijane priyosime. Always think of me, become my devotee, worship me and offer your homage unto me. Thus you will come to me without fail. I promise you this because you are my very dear friend. Now here, Prabhupada says, these words stress that one should concentrate his mind upon Krishna, the very form with two hands, carrying a flute, the bluish boy with a beautiful face and peacock feathers in his hairs. 
There are descriptions of Krishna found in the Brahma Samhita and other literatures. One should fix his mind on this original form of Godhead Krishna. One should not even divert his attention to other forms of the Lord. The Lord has multi-forms as Vishnu, Narayana, Rama, Varaha, etc. But the devotee should concentrate his mind on the form that was present before Arjuna. Concentration of the mind on the form of Krishna constitutes the most confidential part of knowledge and this is disclosed to Arjuna because Arjuna is the most dear friend of Krishna's. With Krishna, relationships like Sakya Rasa, Vatsalya Rasa and Madhurya Rasa are possible. Friendship, parental and conjugal love. Whereas, even with Narayana, the maximum one can go is Dasiras, a servant. We are not saying that one is greater than the other. But still, you see, Krishna, even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he went to uh, different Vaishnavas, uh, Shri Vaishnavas, even Tattvavadis, Madhvas, so he always nudged them to rise above Lakshminara and worship and start worshipping Radha and Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. So, he 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 established a supremacy of Radha Krishna worship as even higher than Lakshmi Narayan worship. Because Radha Krishna love is even higher, technically speaking. Of Although it is not that Hanuman is a lesser of a devotee than the gopis or something like that. Each has his own taste. But that taste is revealed when one is actually pure. One cannot imitate that now. Some people say, Prabhu, I, I have attachment for Lord Ramachandra. First of all, you get out of your anarthas first. Lust, anger, greed, all this must go first. Let, then let's speak about Ramachandra or Krishna or Varaha. Let's see then. First thing is, <laughs> you know, we have to get our anartha. And when we are actually in the pure stage, then we will see where, you know, what is the actual rasa. But even then, one can still go higher and higher. Actually, there is a scripture called Brihad Bhagavatamrita where Sanatan Goswami has described how this Gopa, he actually rose even from Vaikuntha and he went all the way to Goloka Vrindavan. So that story is there, <clears throat> that narration. So it is even possible there also you can change your you know, uh, rasa. But some devotees, they don't want to change. They are just fixed and they are happy with that and then Krishna accepts like that. <clears throat> but thinking of Krishna is the most confidential instruction of all. Next question by Bhakta Virendra. When the soul leaves body from upper bodily holes of eyes, ears, mouth or nose, he reaches upper planets or attains spiritual world and when a di- person dies by passing urine or stools, the soul leaves the body through lower holes wherein he goes to hellish planets. Is it true? Yeah. It is stated in the... We, are, we were actually reading that in the... What is that? Puranjan's life in the fourth canto. Uh, we read all that. Uh, what is the destination of the soul when it passes through the different holes of the body? And basically, as devotees, we don't need to think about that so much. We just have to remember Krishna at the time of death. It doesn't matter. We are not. We are not wanting to go to heavenly or uh, hellish planets or earthly planets. We are wanting to become devotees of Krishna. And next life, if we can become devotee, that's the best. If we can go back to Krishna Loka, that's the best. So we have to. It doesn't matter anymore. Whether it's in the northern hemisphere, the sun is in northern hemisphere or southern hemisphere, because those are also considerations to, to note. Bhishmadev waited for the sun to move into the northern hemisphere and then quit his body. Of course, he was always a devotee, but still, he thought himself as a humble, you know, devotee. He thought himself incapable of, you know, um, thinking of Krishna. So he waited for that. Uh, otherwise, there is no, no difference. Like Prabhupada, he left in November, which is the uh, sun is in the southern hemisphere, but. <laughs> Can we even comment on where Prabhupada went? There is only one place. Krishna. He is with Krishna. So, it doesn't matter. These things won't matter if one is a devotee. So, we should mainly become devotee. 
uh, not try to you know uh, all these so called auspicious and inauspicious things don't matter if when one is actually a devotee then all, everything is auspicious you know no matter what next question uh, bhakti najanya what is black magic what will happen to such souls who are doing black magic well they are in the mode of ignorance and they usually get haunted by ghosts and they always get you know in this mode of ignorance this is tamodvaram you know what what happens to them they go to hellish planets that is also explained 925 9 chapter 25th verse yanta deva vrata devan pitrinyanti pitrvrata bhutaniyanti bhutejya yanti madhya jinopimam those who worship the demigods will take birth among the demigods those who worship the ancestors go to the ancestors those who worship ghosts and spirits will take birth among such beings and those who worship me will live with me so that's what happens to them they go to the ghostly planets next krishna smaranam prabhu ramadan is a sanskrit word is it connected to arabic is arabic word but there is rama there so some benefit is there by chanting that name that's all i can say <laughs> um oh yeah so prajakishor prabhu has shared the verse the shloka wow i can't even imagine we are at the end of the session wow <laughs> we made it okay so quote from prajakishor prabhu about family members coming together 6.15.3 6.15.3 yatha prayanti samyanti sroto vegena balukaha संयुज्यंते विुज्यंते तथा कालेन देहिनः ओ किंग एज स्मॉल पार्ट स्मॉल पार्टिकल्स ऑफ सैंड समटाइम्स कम टुगेदर एंड आर समटाइम्स सेपरेटेड ड्यू टू द फोर्स ऑफ द वेव्स द लिविंग एंटिटीज हैव एक्सेप्टेड मटेरियल बॉडीज समटाइम्स कम टुगेदर एंड आर समटाइम्स सेपरेटेड बाय द फोर्स ऑफ टाइम दिस इज वन देयर इज अनदर आल्सो विद द स्ट्रॉ स्ट्रॉ सेम सेम पॉइंट सो वी मेड इट वी मेड इट थ्रू thank you all for asking the wonderful questions in fact um really i mean i i myself learned i never heard of that uh, vyadha geeta before and that was a that was something i learned today and also regarding um, the references concerning the shraddha shraddha also i made a little bit of search into prabhupada's books and all that and yeah so it is a good learning process for every one of us even me included of course i am just a student here i'm just we're just trying to share knowledge here all right thank you very much for joining in and asking all the questions so we will continue this every week on mondays and tomorrow we will go to our regular programming with um, bhagavad gita 4.7 and 8 where the why lord lord krishna incarnates we have learned how he incarnates in his same body 4.4 through 6 and now in 7 through 8 we will learn why he incarnates and that's going to be the class tomorrow all right see you tomorrow then hare krishna shila prabhupada ki jai anant kodi vaishnavrind ki jai bhagavad gita ki jai grantraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai chaitanya charitamrita ki jai nitai gaur premanand hari hari bol hare krishna